Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and I'm joined this evening by Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'll be doing a lot better after this first sip of this wonderful beer. I'm saying it's wonderful. I haven't even, literally haven't even tasted well, why it. Well, why don't you, as you are drinking it, tell us what you're having. Oh, it is just as good as I thought it was going to be. Okay, so this is from Jester King Brewing down in Austin. This oh, okay. Is, this is called La Vie en Rose. Okay. Um, it is a. Is special, it a Frambois? No, it is a special release of a Saison that they make. Mm. Um, but what makes it so special is that they use the leftover raspberries from Atrial Rubicide. After Atrial is done fermenting, they take those raspberries and they put them on this Saison. So, how fucking sour is that beer? No, not at all. Remember, Saisons are not sour. Saisons mm-hmm. are those funky farmhouse beers. Um, but this thing is just beautiful. Holy fuck, it is so good. It literally tastes as good as it looks. And what kind of a dent to the old pocket are we talking about here? Okay, good question. Question that I probably should have asked before I purchased this bottle. <laughs> I did the classic Brian finds a beer, goes hard for it, and then like gets to the register and does the... <clears throat> Yep. All right. Let's put that on here. So I bought, you'll get a kick out of this because um, we love beer math on the show, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought two four packs and this bottle of beer. And, you know, it's a, okay. a, a Jester King bottle. So it's a 750 milliliter. $52. Was the total for all all three of those things? No. <laughs> no. No. Am I low? You're low. Hello. <laughs> So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before before I react like that, what were the other two? Good question. Packs? So I bought a four pack of Grace and or uh, yeah of Grace and Grit from uh, Great Raft, which is a a double hazy IPA, okay. one of the OGs out of Louisiana. I'll give, I'll give that a twenty spot. Okay, you would Let's be go. you would be accurate. The okay. other four pack was four pack sixteen ounce of Manhattan Project Super Fortress, which is a triple IPA, three dollar price. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, okay, so we're forty four, and then that bottle I'll probably put right at thirty. Uh huh. Yeah. So well, let's do seventy five out was, the door. It was sixty eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Plus plus a fiver for the tip because I always try to tip over the bearded monk because those they've they've been without customers for a long time. So every time I'm in there, try two dollars off with tip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, eight beer or nine beers. <laughs> Oddly enough. Not the most expensive beer trip that I've ever had per no, per serving. You know, like I've um, I've come to. Oh, I know we're not big on spending a shit ton of money for four packs and whatnot. No. Um, with these breweries, though, we lost so many here in Austin uh, due to COVID. So many good ones too. Um, the small ones, I can. It's like buying. A thirty dollar bottle of wine at a terrible vineyard, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a not terrible, but I'm saying like by all standards, it shouldn't be thirty dollars. Yeah, um, I can pass it up if it's okay. You know, good good to drink, and especially for something like the Saint Elmo down here, who you know they were closed for so fucking long, they could only do beer to go, and yeah, 
So there's a few breweries I'll make that exception for. Manhattan Project for sure. Um, their shit's delicious. Yeah, uh, and they've got oh, they've got a first off they released a black IPA I think okay. this week, which I'm all about. Finally, I miss, miss those coming back. Um, yeah, absolutely. I miss black IPAs. Like, what the fuck happened to them? Well, it's a it's a whole thing. People people nerded out on them. Um, let's see. Did they also released a? God damn it! I had it on my phone just a second ago. It was a, uh, it's a, some barrel aged release. I want to say it's rum barrel aged, uh, Imperial stout, which okay. I'm a big fan of one beer, barrel aged beers. Yay. But this one sounded even more delicious than the average bear. Um, what's also fun this week, the Caucasian is coming out from Texas ale project. The white, Oh shit. The That's white a big Ru- release for them. The white Russian Imperial stout. Um, then there's also, Oh fuck brunch money. Do you remember? So Armadillo Ale, uh, Armadillo Ale Works in Denton. I'm sorry, <clears throat> in Denton, uh, they do a white stout as well. Uh, but they did variations this year, including maple barrel aged, which I'm a big fan of. Can't wait for that shit. It's coming out on Black I, Friday. I just wonder how sweet that's going to be. I hope it fucking. I hope insta cavities over here that's what i'm all about um i real quick before we go to what you're drinking frank uh i want to welcome jay to the cast jay from oklahoma city our mexican correspondent apparently last time you were on <laughs> yeah i thought you i thought i asked you to delete that brian oh that never happened yeah much like other personal information that yeah, uh we're supposed to bleep out on this cast i just didn't yeah, so. it's on the it's it's it never hit the cutting room floor. No, there was no cutting room. No, no <laughs> to hire more interns. I've been telling you guys. Well, but, see, hey, we can't have. Get, where we, did you get the uh, the uh, a silent disco headset? Yeah, you have RGB fucking lights on your headset. That is legit. Almost the thing, the headsets that they give you at silent discos. Oh, is, are you are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's all like so. Everybody has a color, right? Each DJ, it's like red, blue, green. And then you hit a button, and it'll cycle between the three DJ sets going on, and the head the headsets look just like that. Real? Uh, no, this is just a regular old gaming headset. But if you take the RGB lights out, Frank, it's no longer a gaming headset. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, that's I, that's I, I I figured this is a this is a gaming podcaster setup as well. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. If I turn this light off, I might as well just toss it out the window. Uh, he's talking about the <laughs> red light that's on his uh, USB because this is an audio podcast and we're mm-hmm. using a lot of uh, visual uh, interpretation. Real quick, before we move past what Jay said, Jay suggested that we hire more interns. And I can't believe you even did that in this environment that we're in because you know better. We can't, thanks to Parker and the way he handles he, himself around interns, we can no longer have an yeah, intern and program. Ne- needless to even mention the fact that Jay hasn't even ordered merch off of Teespring. Oh. So how are, how are we supposed to afford Where? an intern salary mm-hmm. when merch has not? Been purchased. An intern salary at at zero dollars and ninety nine cents. I thought I was getting some for free. Ooh, kind of like the Yeti, I, I, the Yeti I cup. I, I was supposed even, to get. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I, I, hate no. to, I hate to break it to you. Uh, <laughs> that uh, should have been left on the cutting room floor seven years ago. <laughs> no, where's the uh, where's the link? I've been on a social media hiatus. So mm. I that bit that link. bit is dead. Uh, no, we'll send you the link. But yeah, check out the link in the in the messages here in the Google uh, Meet. Uh huh. They'll link you to those silent disco headsets. Mm-hmm. They oh, look Lord. almost identical. 
but <laughs> what should we do? I mean, not far off. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, your 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 RGB is a bit more. I mean, not a bit more. It's a lot more a muted. Lot. Yeah. Um, and it's it looks a bit more comfortable, not so industrial. <laughs> I, Frank, I got to be honest. It looks like you know you're waiting for your table at fucking Applebee's. You've got two of those pagers stuck to the side of your head with those headphones. Those are not the same it. as Jay's. Jay's at least are classy. They have no. like padding. Yeah, he's right. The, the silent disco ones do look like two pager like things up on your head. I, I honestly got these to game, and then I had a daughter, and I maybe wore them like five times since then and i think three of those times were to record this podcast oh yeah you're welcome we're putting those things to use <laughs> yeah. holy shit uh well jay welcome welcome well, back thank, to the cast thank you for having me sorry uh for being a little bit late it's okay don't just don't let it ever uh, happen again okay yeah okay sorry yeah i'll tell my daughter that yeah please uh tell she, her we uh, don't want to have to come up there she was making me read her four bedtime stories four <laughs> four that's too many that's too many bedtime yeah, no. stories <laughs> you, you're gonna just be reading like fucking full-on chapter books pretty soon you're gonna be like oh what's the what's yeah, the, uh, the hobbit every night <laughs> good lord <laughs> cimmerillion yeah would you call she's, me she's uh she's really into I don't even know the name of this, this series. I probably should, but it's it's about a pig named Piggy and an elephant named Gerald. Yeah, that up. seems pretty fucked Gerald up. Gerald the elephant. I think we have a picture of Gerald the elephant that my niece drew us. Are you going to say like a thing? Gerald the elephant. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's just called Gerald and Piggy or elephant and Piggy. That's what it's called. No, uh, it's not very creative. I don't like that. They need to come correct if you're going to do children's books, you know? Yeah, like Peppa, Peppa. Pig. Yeah, it's great. And they should start using really big words. How are you guys, Frank? How's fatherhood going? That's going, man. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in. I was expecting a little more. Out no, of you're you're in. Yeah, that, I mean, it's just you're it's, in that go with the flow part of life. <laughs> just fucking. Yeah, but she's it. still little, like right. So like, she sets the schedule, and you just kind of have to go with it. If you don't go with it. You're fighting. It's like you're beating your head against the wall. It's it's a losing battle. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And there are times when you put her down and you leave the room and you're like, "Holy shit, can you stop crying? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now?" Oh yeah. Um, but you know, you just kind of have to get through it and It'll... try to figure out why she's crying. Sometimes it's nothing. <laughs> a lot of the times it's nothing, and you're like, "Okay, let's go outside." Maybe you just want to see something different. I don't know. She has a case of the Mondays on a Thursday. The mm-hmm. worst. Can relate, dude. Since last night at about eight, like temperature checked, everything right, like she's good. But she has this thing where she'll like sleep, and then she'll wake up and just go, ah, and then start like crying. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. So then you got to get her back down, yeah. you know, get her settled down, and yeah. like they get in their own heads, so they'll like start crying on top of crying, mm-hmm. you know, like. And they won't be able to stop uh-huh. or like snap themselves out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're, we're we're on we're on the internet. We're like, how do you get a baby that won't stop crying to stop crying? But there's no there's no like legitimate way to do it, right? No. But there is one way. If they start turning a bit red, uh-huh. maybe a tinge of blue, you uh, if you blow in their face, they like. They have they it's a reaction that they have yep. and then they take a breath. Yep. So I, I was sitting there this afternoon. She had been crying for a good 30 minutes. And again, temperature checked out. Everything's fine. She's just not having the day. So <laughs> eventually I put her on the bed and I'm standing there and I'm going, <laughs> and thinking, 
my wife comes in and she goes, what the hell are you doing? I go, I'm stopping this. Trying to get her to breathe. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell Dude, you. Dude, I, I found that out on accident one night. Uh, the same situation. I was up night feeding with my daughter and she was just crying, 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 crying. Not in like to the point where I thought she was going to like throw up. Yeah. yeah Cause that they, sort start, of they start doing this like hyperventilating <laughs> thing. Yeah. So like, I blew in her face Jesus. and she goes, <laughs> and the look that she gave me was yeah. like, you little asshole. And I was like, Oh, Oh, we're playing this game. And then she went back mm-hmm. to crying with a bingo, bingo. <laughs> You're fucked. Yeah. She'd Bing start bong. freaking out on me. And then like two times, three times. And she was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm the blow in the face works, dumb. especially if you can get them like settled. Yeah. But um, that's the thing. You're not doing it to aggravate them. No. Uh, it's, it's funny though, because I read this and I was like, surely not. And I just like look over at her and go, and she goes, <laughs> And I was like, oh, God. If only <laughs> everything like... else was that easy, just blow on it. Yeah. yeah like, well, <laughs> some things are. Um, Ew. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about really... a hot spoon, a, hot, a, a spoonful of hot soup. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah I was talking about a, a hot waffle. God damn it. Yeah. Um, no, God damn it. No, don't yeah. try to weasel in your goddamn waffle. Oh, situation. you know I am. Before we you go there, I before am. we go there, please uh, tell the people what you're drinking tonight, Frank. I am drinking a Shiraz. Um, and it is gorgeous. Is this uh, who, where is this one from? Is that is a wine? Is, yes. Yeah, it's uh, from Cape Agulhas. First mm. sighting. I've had it on the cast before. Um, they unfortunately tried to go with a different distributor and got kicked out of specs. So we no longer get their wines. Oh, but good stuff. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, spe- like imagine going to a family business, trying to fuck over another family business. And seeing how that's going to go. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work. Um, they promptly were told, you will never sell wine in this liquor store. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. Um, no. But in any case, um, great wine. It's got a bit of a salty, a minerally a, uh, finish to it, which is nice. It's a like, salinity, even... if you will. Yeah, it's real nice. I, I like that about it. Good. Um, Jay, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, uh, I hope I pronounce this right, Yingling. Yeah. 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 Really popular lager that just came to texas is it in oklahoma i was gonna no. ask where did you find it so i have uh, a cousin visiting who i haven't i haven't seen in about two years but my mom and dad it's my mom's uh brother's daughter so okay her and her husband are visiting and my dad hadn't seen her in about 16 years and they decided to come over here for work actually anyways uh her husband knew i like craft beer and he brought me a 12 pack well, awesome. Yeah, Yingling uh, it hasn't made it its way to Oklahoma. Mike m- thinks that once we get the uh, um, volume situation figured out out of the Fort Worth Brewery, that Oklahoma will be the easy next oh, 100%. I was next rollout. Yeah, uh, funny story. He actually brought it thinking it was a Texas like brewery because it says Fort Worth, brewed in Fort Worth. That's how and we I do it. Like, no, I actually know this beer. I, was like, I think it's from Pennsylvania, and they have like a – Hershey's version as well. Yeah, they have a Hershey's Porter. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and I and I read to him that it's it's what the hell's the name of the town? I saw it the other day. Pottsville. It's on yeah, the can. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and the, but it's brewed in Fort Worth, Texas. And he's like, "Oh shit, sorry." I was like, "No, no, you you've done me a great favor here because <laughs> I've been wanting to try this beer. It's delicious. That's fantastic." I think I had <clears throat> four or six of them last night, uh, and they were very very tasty. They just go down so easy. <laughs> Do you guys distribute them? Where you work? Yeah, yeah. Brian was part of the launch party. I you can, can see his actual <laughs> figure 
in many a picture and many a TV interview at the Fort Worth launch party, did they bring? They didn't bring out the horses, right? This the, was like, oh no, that was the same. It was the, okay. So what Frank is referencing is the uh, I I made uh, local news, Jay. Um, they had uh, one of the local stations was out covering the event uh, where they brought in the first uh, first ceremonial first case of Yingling into the stockyards of Fort Worth and um they had a photo wait booth wait, set up. wait 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 one second that wasn't the first case yeah uh unfortunately <laughs> i had to break it to you uh um, lied to yeah you've been you've been hosed jay i'm gonna i'm gonna share my screen real quick so you can see uh oh, you got what, a picture what, of what it i see well this yeah, is we should turn we should probably turn this footage into an nft yeah, so okay, this is a, a zoom in of a zoom in of a screen cap. Oh my god. Yeah. That's actually you. That's your boy right there. Yeah. All right, have you ever seen someone this excited about a <laughs> middle range logger? Hey. <laughs> uh, you know what? We all we all have our moment in the sun. Yeah. Could you imagine someone holding up a Coors light and going Hey, no, this what? is way better than that. Come on. Oh, hell I know. yeah. It's a little better than that. It's, it's, it's a lot better. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a little better. It's They're all good, but they're, they Listen, are what they are. If like, you said Miller not... Lite, I would say a little better than Miller Lite. But you said okay, Coors Lite. Miller Lite, it's fine. Everybody has their own. I'm just saying in that range, uh, they're all thin. This is the hill simple. that I'm dying on, Frank. You have no idea. <laughs> Oh, what, are, and what you, are you drinking, Brian? I don't, I obviously, I uh, missed. Mm, uh, yeah, now we, God, we might as well start over love and rose from jester king which is uh, Ooh. uh it's uh, lemon dough in a bottle no it's not uh so it's sourdough a, no it's a it's a saison that they oh, brew you can use it as a starter nope it's a saison that they <laughs> that they uh dumped the uh fermented raspberries from atrial rubicide they dumped those after atrial into the saison so that's what gives it this like really pretty like bright red color it's tough to see on camera but it's bright ass red yeah it looks it looks like wine or something almost um but this okay jay we played it with uh frank just a second ago but take a guess how much the 750 milliliter bottle of beer that clocks in at 5.7 percent alcohol how much that's going to set you back if you find if you find it is jester king he said it was a limited release i'm gonna guess 25 dollars pretty 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 close yeah it was pretty accurate there uh was it for for the uh for the nine beers that I purchased it was sixty eight dollars, um, and two of them were two of the four packs were like twenty to twenty three, so the remainder was all this bad boy. Uh, I figured. Yeah, uh, I did not look at the sticker before I picked it up. You know, <laughs> before I put it up on the counter. But to my defense, the bearded monk doesn't put price tags on their limited release beers, so that's how they. Where get did you. you Where did you purchase that? The Bearded Monk there in Denton. Oh, sorry. You just mentioned it. Yeah, Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Yeah, Stone Clouds is going with that pricey model. Last time I tried to buy anything with them, especially any of their their limited releases. They're to the moon or they're whatever the hell they call their anniversary beers. Their orbital rotation or whatever the fuck it is. Orbit something, yeah. Them shits is expensive. Yeah. They're like 30-something dollars a bottle and they're 500 milliliter bottles. Or at least they were the one year that I looked into them insanity for me you get a pretty cool patch though oh we're giving out patches (laughs) frank was trying to frank was last i looked they did yeah frank was working at a deal where homeless people were given hjs under the bridge for nominal fees okay (laughs) no patches necessary and he had a line out the door so that's all i'm gonna say 
Yeah, and everybody left with a four pack of Yingling. Yeah. Oh god. Dang it. But you know what? Everybody had a smile on their face. It's true. It's true. I'm not sure what which component played the role. So you but... said uh, you said something about lavender earlier. Have either of you guys? I know you, you both like cooking a lot. Have y'all ever tried to do a sourdough starter? No, I I can't do a sourdough in my house if I'm going to brew. That's, oh really? The sourdough is one of those. You know the. I mean, it's fucking been around forever, and the a lot of will never leave. Yeah, the a lot of home brewers say that that's how they ruined their home brewing career is by bringing in a sourdough starter into their house. Wow, that would have never guessed that. So yeah. the spores and shit just fly around the air. Yep. Uh, the worst are, are are homes with popcorn ceilings. Uh, oh yeah, they Makes sense. they will fucking just hang out in the little crevices and cracks all over your kitchen and all over your house. So yeah, no, I, I I've never done that though. Uh, I've had an inkling to, and my mother in law used to um, when they lived in their old house. She used to make sourdough oh. bread all the time. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I honestly like I like baking bread. Sourdough specifically is the starter component that you have to keep alive. It's just one of those things that Jay did not she, good at. It sounds so easy. I tried it. And it's I kept not it, easy. No, I kept it like you think, oh, just spend five minutes each day feeding it if you're gonna leave it at room temp, right? If mm-hmm. I tried it, it lasted like three weeks and it just you just it becomes like a pain in the ass to just it is a pain in the ass. To, to feed it. So then I read, I'm like, well, keep it in the fridge and feed it once a week. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try that. So I restarted another one, made it about three weeks again. And then I read, well, stick it in the fridge. You'll do it once a month. I don't even think I made it a month. <laughs> Didn't you have some interesting names for your starters, though? Yeah. So one of them was called Bread Pit. And I had two, so I had a like a hundred percent rye starter, and then a hundred percent, I think it was whole wheat. I don't remember the second name, unfortunately, and it was actually better, but I can't remember what it was called. The bread, I, I, was it? Uh, no, I was gonna say bread pit was my favorite of the two. Yeah, there was. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was called. I almost named them, uh, and most people probably won't get this, but I named it. I almost named the rye one Lincoln Riley for the Oklahoma football coach. Yeah. I did yeah, glad you didn't get there. Yeah. yeah I didn't, <laughs> I'm glad, I didn't glad you didn't up, get there. I just fell a little bit short. Oh, it was... Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, just actually just escaped. You're, you're no, it was... I, I remember. Never... I remember. It was Clint Eastwood. There it was. Oh, that's a good one. But Clint I saw both of them off the internet. I was like, just Googled popular sourdough starter name. Well, so, okay. Yeah, you didn't need to say that. You could have claimed it. <laughs> yeah, claim it. Just own it, God Jay. Damn it. <laughs> this, you think this podcast isn't 90% about lying? Yeah, Troy isn't, uh, <laughs> Troy isn't on here to fact check you, so it's fine. Yeah, we get by with it because Troy doesn't do his job. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I've had that same experience. I'm happy to make, like pizza dough takes about three days. I'm happy to do that. You're happy. Because I know... You're the after, happiest person I've ever seen making fucking pizza dough. I, it's insanity. After three days, I have a good product. It's great. Do you uh, cold ferment or? Uh, yes. Well, cold, like 50 degrees. Yeah, um, I, do. I do pizza doughs too, but I, I do. Uh, I found a, I got like a pizza calculator. I do like a 28 hour one. I've done the, like up yeah. to, hell, I've done up to a week cold ferment. Yeah, yeah, not... three three days. You're, you're you're like spot on. That's about the. That's like the, the average. Well, that's like the or I think it tastes the best. Or whatever the texture's still not compromised. Yeah, I think the longer you go, really, it just gets a little bit more. 
like, I don't want to say sour, but it gets a little bit more of that, you know, fermented flavor in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mind. Three days to me is right at the time. And it's not that much work. Like you make a big dough ball, you put that in for a day, you spread it out into balls, you put that in for a day, you flip them, you put it back in for a day and you're done. Like there's nothing to it. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'm actually, we're making with my wife's um, little brother and sister, we're making pizzas next week. So I'm going to make that on, on Sunday. But with that being said, if I need to keep something alive to make something for weeks or months or years, I'm sorry. Like, no, it's, this isn't a business for me, right? Like <laughs> if, if my bakery depends, like easy tiger, right. They've got their sourdough starter. It's been around for like three decades. Um, if my business depended on, you know, or, or like in breweries where they, you know, retain the yeast strains or whatever, um, I get it. That's worth the effort. I'm trying to bake a single loaf of bread maybe once a week. It's too much work. It's too much work. Yeah, that was ultimately why I stopped too. Like, you just nailed it. I mean, best case, I was making a loaf of bread, one loaf of bread once a week. Best case. A lot of the times it was more like once a month, and I'm spending five minutes each day having to feed this damn thing. That yeah, and, and you go you – go, get a quality loaf of sourdough for what five bucks mm -hmm. i'm sorry i like i understand i'm the first person to say i get some things in cooking are worth it i know sourdough bread is worth it it's great i just don't have the time for it like i i do a lot of other things that take a significant amount of time that people probably think are worthless like make my own chorizo dried chorizo and whatnot um but sourdough bread is just a bridge too far for me i cannot spend that amount of time feeding something only to use it once a month yeah, 100%. And, and then should you happen to add too much flour or add not enough flour or whatever it dies anyways like it's so fucking ridiculous like the whole yeah no not, so it's not for me you're saying big bread has got something right is that what you're saying god damn it what Nothing. It's difficult to do, you said. Nothing. Yeah, are we going to talk about the fact that um, similar to uh, Lincoln Riley, um, Lincoln Riley never really made it to the finals? No, I don't think we are. Next, uh, next topic, Brian. <laughs> next subject, next caller. Uh, <laughs> Frank from Austin is on the line again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are we going to talk about the fact Print caller, print caller. <laughs> Can yeah. we get somebody to screen these calls? Shit. Uh, yeah, okay. man, that CC is going to be fun. Um, let's quickly go through um, the greatness of cast iron waffle irons. The fact that Tiger Two, Tiger King Two exists. Yeah, you were. Not, oh yeah, came out. I think it probably came out last night. Is what I'm thinking. Oh, because um, it just popped up today, and. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm about 20 minutes into the first episode. I was telling Brian this at the beginning. Um, the whole premise of it seems to be his pardon, his application for a pardon, um, and them following them around while they're doing this shit. Uh, but I think the funniest part of the thing to me is everybody on the show getting interviewed is getting interviewed as though they look 
they they they, they like look good, right? So it's like <clears throat> Carol Baskins and her husband are interviewed, and she's like, or her second husband, and she's like, um, Joe Exotic ruined my life, and da 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 da, and you're like, bitch. Are you not the crazy fucking lady who literally fed her husband to the tigers? Allegedly, and, not literally. Yeah, well, allegedly whatever. is what you you're know, trying allegedly. to say. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty clearly did that. Oh yeah. Um, so you go through it, and it's like all these people are backtracking on as though season one didn't exist, right? Like, yeah, like no one got... saw that. <laughs> uh, so it's season... not only that. So you know the guy with the half an arm he got his arm bred off at the tiger exhibit, okay? That dude, right? So you remember in season one that happens in the season, and they like take him into an ambulance and off, lost his fucking arm. Oh, okay? the one that the that Joe was like, I'll never financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a fucking first responders <laughs> EMT jacket, like for some fucking reason. He gets into character. He's like, oh, I got a cosplay as a fucking so, EMT here, and then so that dude panic and. And the chick that was with him, that's like the tomboy girl, right? I and I thought that was so, the person who got their arm bitten off. <laughs> they interview them, right? Okay. And this in this season. And the first thing she says is, Yeah, I I look back at my behavior and I understand that I probably wasn't wasn't doing what's best for the animals every time. And it's like No. <laughs> you think? What? Yeah. What made you say that? Like, was it because the show got so famous and because so many people told you you looked like an idiot that now you're doing this? Yeah. They're like, they're like, there's this thing called Twitter. And apparently everybody on there knows more about animals than I do. (laughs) So I apologize. I apologize. I I was real wrong about that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Tiger King. Didn't uh, didn't one of the guys die? The, The guy that everybody liked with the long, the long hair, long blonde hair. Yeah, I know he shot himself there at. at <laughs> just kidding. Oh, he was, yeah, he <laughs> jumped in the tiger exhibit and just. No. no, he really died. I forget his name. Uh, no, but... I know which one you're talking about. The 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 nice guy who yeah, just, like literally like the... just wanted yeah. to do good by the tigers. Yeah, but that guy. He uh, died, yeah, right? he did. Yeah, he died of like cancer or some shit. Like it was Eric really Cowie. Yeah, that guy. Um, okay. Yeah, so Tiger King season two, Frank. It's got five episodes. Um. There's one episode titled The Lion King, L Y I N apostrophe. Lion King. Bet they were proud of that one. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, you know, there was somebody at Netflix was like, got it. <laughs> Fucking step aside. Let me at them keyboard. I, I got I got a I got a hell of a name here. They typed it out. <laughs> like, Bonus well, bonuses all dude around. Has his own version, right? I think it's like called the tiger king and i or something like talk about another complete ripoff of a title um lazy as shit the lion king Uh, and i (laughs) the tiger no just the king and i and it just went yeah i mean oh god that that show is so i don't know listen it got winniewood oklahoma on the map baby turning that thing into a tourist attraction the first thing they did when they opened up season two was show all of the lines of people wanting to go oh, to this. Fuck. I mean, I watched Tiger King, and that was enough for me to be like, I will never stop at any roadside attraction, period. I never have, but this just affirms it for me. Never will I ever stop at a road tra- roadside like zoo sideshow. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, 
Dude, I mean, I, there's there's been a GW Animal Park billboard across the highway from my parents' house for as long as I can remember. Like literally into the mid '90s and shit. The GW Wildlife billboard passed it probably once a week. I've never been there. I can only tell you like two or three times that I've ever been through Winniewood. Mind you, I said through, not two. Uh, I don't think I've ever stopped in the wonderful metropolis of Winniewood. Jay, have you ever been? I've been there twice to play basketball. The town. I've never been in that park. Hell no, I've never been in that park. <laughs> No. They didn't Jay, Jay's like I actually had a season pass. Yeah, Jay's like no. Jay's like I was. Wait, uh, wait, hold on, Jay, was, Jay, Jay. This is this is season two of the show, not season one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's Everybody like, knows you already had the season pass. What do you have to say for yourself? Jay's like I was actually in the crowdsourcing uh, for the GW water park that they were trying to make. <laughs> you slid through the lion cage or the tiger Hell cages. No. I'll never associate with that kind of stuff. Oh, oh that's funny. But no, we played we played them in basketball twice there. I think. Ah. Uh, no, no, when I say played, I sat on the bench. Ah, well, at least they let you in the court, Jay, or in the yeah, in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So Brian only pretended to play. No, I couldn't time. even pretend because the coaches wouldn't let me. Cosplay. Yeah, I mean, Brian was a he was more dangerous to the fans than any of the players. Oh hell yeah, I kept people on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lesser shoot. Oh god, <laughs> fucking drop grandma in the third row with a fucking <laughs> pass. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Frank, oh, you're 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 going to take a piss. He's going to pee his pee his pants. Uh, Jay, remember last time you were on and uh, or no, it wasn't with you. It was with Troy, Dad Boy Troy. Frank, in a very similar situation to what he's doing now, uh, managed to spill an entire glass of wine all over his desk area. And then as he's cleaning it up and he's trying to wipe off the splashes all over the keyboard and the mouse area of his laptop. Oh god. The laptop started slowly falling off of the <laughs> desk and Troy and I are sitting there watching it. We're like, oh my god. And he like just Frank just just nabs it while he's still wiping shit up. It was the smoothest shit I've ever seen that man do. <laughs> was this uh, two episodes ago? I think so, yeah. It was uh yeah, it yeah, was I thought, I thought you and Frank were gonna throw throw hands well you know sometimes you're just wrong about stuff and then other times you just can't admit the brian's right anyway <laughs> uh that's all behind us We're good friends uh jay let me ask you this so you you sound fantastic this evening uh i see you got a longer boom arm is that what changed uh about yourself no actually i i had this last time but i'm a podcasting noob ah and you had it like upside down no, I just had it way the hell away from my face. I don't know why. Oh. And and we started a work from home program. It's called Work for Your Day. Okay. Uh, Register trademark, maybe. I don't think um, so. <laughs> is that yeah, that I'm, I'm actually running to yeah. steal that name. Yeah, you, I don't think you yeah. can just yell at Michael Scott. You just can't <laughs> trademark <laughs> yeah. something in the air. Bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we started a Work for Your Day program at work, and so I've been working from home a lot more. And just setting up for Teams calls and Zoom meetings and shit with with the mic, I realized I should probably have this right by my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, so I've had this I've had this mic for about a year, but don't really use it much except to podcast. No, I mean, hey, great setup and, and great distance. Your your voice is coming through nice and bassy. That's good shit. Good oh, shit. Is mine just my, terrible? Is mine just terrible? Is that what you're saying now? <sighs> How am I pee's? Yeah, I mean, 
you, I, here's the deal. Frank's microphone is really goddamn good. Uh, it is way smarter than Frank, though. That's a bit of a problem. Uh, because while his plosives don't get picked up as much, uh, anytime he hits us with a reggae horn, his it microphone cuts, cuts him out, which is hilarious to me. Like His microphone does what his friends wish they could have done for years. Of Just anytime Frank gets too loud, it just cuts out and just completely. <laughs> but, By the way, if you do hear a baby crying, it is my monitor. My wife is taking a shower, so I am... Uh... Oh, you're on you're on baby duty baby yeah life. i need to make sure she's that's fine. not losing her pacifier see this is the thing about newborns that no one tells you is like there are three things that they care about and it's like being fed not having a dirty diaper and then when they go to bed sometimes they need a pacifier when that thing falls out all hell breaks loose yeah no frank i think um, everybody tells you that that they well, really just want food <laughs> clean ass no that part they tell you <laughs> oh okay it's these like it's the little thing where you're uh, like uh yeah uh maybe don't spit it out <laughs> yeah see that's the problem with uh reasoning with a one month old uh not possible. there is none they don't negotiate very well at no. all uh yeah this is what i need yeah <laughs> i need you your bitch ass to come over here and put this thing back in my mouth yeah and i can't snap my fingers yet so i'm gonna fucking scream at the top of my tiny lungs <laughs> Just think how small their lungs are and how much noise and they how create. loud Good they get. Lord. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay, uh, okay. Sometimes you know, you 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 you're trying to soothe and you pick them up and whatnot, and you, it's just the timing, right? So I put her right over my shoulder, and she lets out this velociraptor, like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just curdle, right? Yeah. I call it the banshee and, scream. Yeah, you oh can feel God. the liquid in your eardrums moving yeah. around. So yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like I pulled I pulled her away trying to recover. Yeah. Think of my eardrums about to bleed out of my fucking nostrils. Um yeah, you know, that's <laughs> the joys. I know they're connected, but that's a hell of a that's a hell of a rupture that comes out your nostrils. Jay well, that's all part of your cardiovascular system. Nope, I don't think so. Jay <laughs> Jay, what glass are you drinking out of? Is that a fucking super? He's not glass? drinking out of a glass. He's just drinking out of a boot. No. It's a Wonder Woman glass. Okay, I knew it was some sort of comic book superhero situation. So where did you get that? That's a great glass. Uh, my wife got it. I don't know where. She probably mm-hmm. stole it from somewhere. We can erase this, um, right? Sure. No, my wife sure, does, sure, sure, does sure. that too. It says, oh. uh, "Saving the world makes me thirsty." Me too, Wonder Woman. Me too. Stop staring at her. Her eyes are up here, Jay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now she's had this longer than we've been together. Oh, yeah. See, I I saw it. It reminds me. I don't know if y'all saw my Instagram post over at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram. I did. Uh, I saw. Well, I saw the cigar one. Oh yeah, yeah. The cigar story. You'll see another couple cigar stories coming up because uh, we got some special shit on the way. Um, oh. But um, I found an old Batman glass. I mean, we're mm. talking like 1982 Batman glass from Taco Bell and Pepsi, because apparently Taco Bell used to fucking provide collectible glassware um, if you purchased it. So yeah, I've got an old school like blue Batman, not 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 a not a special edition. It's just when Batman was fucking blue, I guess. Uh, one of those glasses, and I've also got a Porky the Pig. Oh, uh, that's something Taco Bell glass anymore. And he's wearing it's like Porky and Petunia Pig, his girlfriend, and that short, that short, uh, hot, hot and fast romance that they had, uh, where they're both wearing these like it's like an Irish or like St. Patty's Day special edition Taco Bell glass, uh, where they're decked out in four leaf clover attire. Now I say all that to say this: 
my family's Taco Bell ride or die motherfuckers. Like they've been rocking that shit since for the last 40 years. So like, let's go Taco Bell. Let's fucking do this. Back when they were serving hamburgers and fucking Mexican pizzas, my family oh, was, was rocking the shit. That. The Mexican pizza. So wait, you, when you say you found it at your, at your parents? Yeah. 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 The they they for, paid for three fa- franchises on their own dime. Fucking yeah. Yeah, the at least. Keeping that. We actually didn't get a Taco Bell in our hometown until after we moved out. Right? Yeah, I know. I feel um, like that was God. that was God's blessing on my. As we're blessed, um, we had the uh, the lesser known and less popular Taco Mayo. Ta- the Taco oh. Mayo. Yeah. My God, and they serve those fucking god awful hash brown dollar pieces. Uh, oh, whatever you're, you're talking about. <laughs> Bro, but they got a lot of business out of us because they were at our what's they, now the junior high. What's what's was or is was the high school when we were there? Yeah, the asbestos there was like high three school. Restaurants within walking distance of that school, and we had an open campus. Yeah, and Taco Mayo was one of them, and it was right next to the school. So it would, lunchtime it, yeah. came. All those sophomores who had no car just walked our ass right over to Taco Mayo, or or tried Sonic. to frogger our way across the street to the uh, Chinese buffet. Or Sonic was the next Sonic, yeah. Sonic and then Pizza Hut, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about Pizza Hut. Yeah, you had to you had to book it to get to Pizza Hut. One, yeah. you're crossing four lanes of of traffic with no crosswalk because fuck us, right? Yeah, yeah well, who gives a shit about <laughs> high schools? <laughs> Fucking wild, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they made out they made a lot of money just just for that sole reason damn. location, I, location, location. Frank. And now that building is a Cricket Wireless store. So how times? Oh, so like, okay. Last you know, you know the neighborhoods high... going south when Cricket Wireless moves in. <laughs> well, last time I saw it was one of those like high interest like oh payday loans. Early... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those oh, mm, there it is. Yeah. So okay, another, it's funny, another right? Another one of those, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my 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 wife, right? Her vet clinic is on William Cannon here in Austin. And William Cannon is, it is a pretty diverse area. There's a lot of apartment complexes and wealthy neighborhoods. So it's like, you know, it's this constant battle between affordable housing and, you know, not in my backyard kind of suburbia. Um, And she, (laughs) so they're, they're, they're in a strip mall and their strip mall has been pretty calm. Like they've got a sub shop in there. We've got like this chiropractor's office, pretty, pretty chill, a strip mall. Uh, February happened, ice storm, massive flooding, right? Flooded the whole fucking strip mall. People next door to the vet clinic moved out. They're like, fuck this. I think they were even a mattress store and like just got fucked, um, moved out. So, um, a couple months later, Cricket Wireless moves in. And what people don't know about Cricket Wireless is if there is anything that you can do to be obnoxious in, a, in an attempt to sell cell phone plans, they do it. Like, it's not even like, there's no limits. So they, they park these two massive boom boxes out front, oh, right? Oh, God. Blasting rap music, blasting whatever. <laughs> the whole day and they're they're a vet clinic you know like it's like a normal business operation so my wife with zero fucks given she was <laughs> pregnant at this time goes over there and she goes turn the shit off <laughs> in a full doctor's uniform <laughs> and they did because you don't, you don't mess was, around with a pregnant woman you do not so so they turn it down the general manager comes out like a little like 22 year old right and she's like listen I know you're new here, but 
this is a vet clinic next door. Mike starts rape. And this dude's just like, dude, I'm just doing what corporate told me. I'll turn it down, whatever. Like, <laughs> But yeah, if you if you ever want to be like in the most obnoxious environment ever, just walk into a cricket wireless store. It is an absolute fucking shit show in that place. Ah, uh, funny story about a cricket cricket wireless store. Uh, Mrs. Brian vomited in front of one in Norman at like ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> well, oh, hunt, hangover? <laughs> yeah, she was okay. hungover as shit. Mm-hmm. We went to Jimmy's Egg or the Egg and I don't know some uh, fucking oh, place right there. Uh, yeah, Main Street. Yeah, uh, she fucking didn't eat any of her breakfast. Walked outside, vomited oh. in front of the cricket wireless oh. door, and the dude was like turning over the open sign. And she oh, just no. yaks onto the sidewalk. Like, Sorry about your sidewalk, bud. <laughs> Happy Saturday, motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it so, wasn't in college. Uh, this was recently. We had had a child. So, mm, yep. Yeah, that was, happens. Was, you know? I mean, it actually happens easier now that you have mm-hmm. no time to participate. Yeah. Um, Man, that's funny. So, Brian, one of the things we need to do when we get together back up there. Yeah. And one of the things I would suggest people do, should they ever visit Dallas and Fort Worth? Uh, brewery scene's great. There apparently is a a Nepalese food scene up there. Okay. That is really under wraps. Like, no one really knows about it. Okay. Because 90% of the customer base is Nepalese. Uh-huh. But I will tell you, our Garlic Creek Market down here, great beer selection, they have started serving because they're the 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 store manager and everybody everybody's from Nepal. They have started making Nepalese food to go. Yeah. So they put them in containers, you heat it up at home. It's like Indian food, but I don't know, it's more interesting, is okay. what I'll say. Like, because they have such a blend, right? I mean, you've got Turkish influence there, you've got Pakistan, you've got um India, you know, like all of that in a, in one culture. Yeah. Um, plus elevation. Plus they were they were they were a key part of the the spice route, right? Um, so you got all these weird Asian spices mm. that India doesn't really cook with, right? That they brought in that Nepalese food like includes. So there's in one instance there's a fucking uh, Nepalese um, dumpling spot. Oh, in Dallas? In a, in a gas station. In Dallas. In Dallas. Okay. Well, here's the deal. I fucking love dumplings. I Me too. God love dumplings. You, you can get them steamed, pan fried, deep fried. Ooh, okay. So, uh... so uh, and it's in a gas station. No fucking joke. Um, there's another spot um, that uh, is it's owned by a Nepalese family. The dad's been a chef for 25 years. It's in a strip mall somewhere in Dallas. I think it's called Gangju Bar and Grill or something. Okay. And it doesn't, it it looks pretty similar. You remember that? I don't know if we've ever taken you, but the Thai food spot um, just here in Buda, it's like they don't have money to make this flashy restaurant, but the food's fucking amazing. Um, It looks similar to that. Okay, so um, there's a there's a place called Momo Momo. That's Shack. it. That's it. Okay, so it's in Dallas Farmers Market, um, but it is to go they only. Have a, 
and it's a single dollar sign on Yelp. So you know it's probably also in a gas station somewhere, and they just opened up a farmer's market to make make extra money. Yeah, so they, they're in a Chevron somewhere. Okay. Um, Momo's. Yeah, I'll find out where it is exactly, but it is called Momo's, and it is dumplings that look out of this fucking world good. So yeah, we're gonna have to do a little Nepalese food tour. There's a shit ton of them up here. Come up there. Uh, did not know that. I did know that there are some bomb ass Ethiopian restaurants up here. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that is a a general Texas thing. There's a bunch of them in Houston too. I don't think I've ever had Ethiopian food. Oh dude, everything is served on a pancake. Everything's yeah. <laughs> fermented in some capacity. It's so fucking good. It's like the best. It's of... the healthiest food. Yeah, I was gonna say it's extremely healthy because everything is fermented but they like uh black bean paste is a big mm. deal uh their breads are fucking amazing yeah no it's um yeah then I'm it's looking called at, it's i'm just called, looking at dumplings uh, right now i got really confused so it's what is the the pancake called it's it's injera that's what it's called and it's it's a it's a uh fermented dough that you end up making into pancakes and stupidly good. I mean, just like the tastiest. Oh, cool. I found this really, thing. really quick and easy recipe on the Darling Gourmet. Um, prep and bake time is 96 hours and 20 minutes. So Yeah, and Jira takes three days. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Dang. something you can whip up real quick. <laughs> no. It you have looks- to plant, ferment it as well. Yeah, yes, let me just show you. Let me just show you a picture uh, that they've. Not only is that dough fermented, like if you're if you're making Ethiopian food, <clears throat> you legit have to start your stuff, quote two three days ahead of time. That's the um, that's the pancake. That's how they serve it. Yeah, yeah. it looks oh, like almost good. looks like a, a big ass crepe. Like it's you know, so really good, really well made crepe. Oh god damn. Yeah, you make oh. they have stews and then they always have like these these vegetable kind of chutney things that are they're all like fermented XYZ eggplant, whatever. Like it's it's so good. Yeah. Tef Tef flour? That's what that said. What the hell? Yeah, is tef. tef flour. Uh, let's see if we can go up and see. No idea. But the it's flat. Tef. Tef, whole grain tef. It's a traditional grain of the of Ethiopia, Jay. How dare you? Yeah, I'm, how dare I not know that? Yeah, that's culturally insensitive, Jay. Oh, please, such an American. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How okay, very... can we can we talk about Americanisms here? Okay. Okay. Welcome. So I, maybe people saw this on Twitter, but I was going to bring it up on the cast, anyways. I just it struck me today because Trash Day was yesterday. For you. Yeah, for us. Wait up! Centralized it happened, on you. It happened to stri- it happened to strike me yesterday when we had Trash Day. Um. How many pumpkins get thrown away in this country? And not not like, how would I put it here? Okay, the average pumpkin is good for like three months, okay? There is zero need for you. Okay, I made a jack-o'-lantern. Yep, once you're done with it, rinse that bitch out, get the flesh out, turn it into a puree. Nothing can happen to it. Like, literally nothing. So people take the pumpkin, right? They carve it. It's outside for a couple days. 
they toss it. And the worst are the people who throw away whole pumpkins. I can just, I can understand, you know, maybe you're a little bit averse to uh, a pumpkin that sat out for one or two days that got carved. Fine. Whatever. Uh, you don't have to believe me. That pumpkin's good, but toss it. Doesn't matter to me. Um, it's the folks who toss the whole pumpkins. You're talking it drives me up the fucking wall. Decorative pumpkin on their porch. Yeah. And then two, three weeks later, they go and buy the puree or the pre-made pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. <laughs> we have it's plastic it's ones shocking. that we use shocking. for that right? reason. Yeah. We have, I have a, a, a foam pumpkin that looks, and you can actually carve it if you'd like. Oh, but, wow. But I, I have my uh, like homebrew like family crest on it. That's it. It looks like a real ass pumpkin, but doesn't get soft, moldy, and gross. So, also, I fucking hate pumpkin. What? I fucking hate it. I don't like pumpkin seeds. I don't like. You don't like uh, pumpkin spice lattes? You're not. No. You're not I, basic I, white girl. No, I, I, I can take my cinnamon and nutmeg separately. I don't have to have. I don't have to have them ground into a fucking blend in my coffee. I don't. I, I, I love pumpkin stuff. I like pumpkin pie with a shit ton of whipped cream on it. But, Remember the uh, was it Elk Valley Brewing that had the pumpkin beer? Was it Pumpion? The Pumpion, yeah, it was pumpkin and coffee, wasn't it? I don't or remember. It was, I'll, I haven't had it in I don't know five six years, but I remember I remember it being really really good. I think you got me a can of it the last time you got it. It was it uh, was really probably. good. It was yeah. hey the newbies. No, uh, Elk Valley Brewing. They did a pumpkin beer, but it's like an imperial pumpkin beer. I mean, you know, to each their own. I'm just not a big fan of pumpkin. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like. Anything. What about you, Frank? You a pumpkin guy? Oh, he sounds like he's yeah. big pro pumpkin. <laughs> okay, so I'll be honest. I like specific types. Um, I'm not a big orange pumpkin dude, but um, I'll eat pumpkin pie. I think it's tasty. Um, it's I enjoy. Yeah, I think I enjoy sweet potato pie more though. Um, uh, sweet potato pie is really good. I will say. I, I think it's a hate, little bit different. I fucking hate sweet potatoes, but I'll eat shit out of sweet potato pie. So. Um, cause most of the time they add condensed milk to it and it's like fucking delicious. Um, fat kid talk. Uh, let's go through pumpkins, right? So the traditional pumpkin that people eat here is not really something that we had in, in Africa. So we had more gourds. We had this like golden, I can't even remember what it's a golden squash of some type. So gourds and squashes is what we cooked. Like, like you guys cook pumpkin. And I prefer that, but it's not, I, I mean, I'll eat pumpkin. It's, I, I do not have a problem with that. I think it's delicious. It's just that specific kind is not my favorite, but you know, whatever. I like acorn squash. Love it. Butternut squash. Love it. They're all part of the same family. So this brings up a very uh, important question. What is the best Thanksgiving pie and why? Pecan. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm partial to pecan. Pecan is my favorite. Yeah. Pecan, because it's so versatile. Like, you go try to pair a pumpkin pie with anything but vanilla ice cream, you're fucked. Now, take it, take that pecan pie, pair it with chocolate. Throw in some chocolate chips in the fucking pecan pie, if you will. That's Delicious. Yeah. Toss a little cinnamon in there. Delicious. A little, little caramel, salted caramel. You know, like, it's diverse. Um, I like the you, textural you, difference too. Oh you know, god, the gooiness with the the filling, and then the nice crunchiness with the uh, the pecans. Now, I will say, you sometimes get people who make the pecan pie who don't know what a shitty pecan looks like. 
<laughs> and they'll toss in the mealy pecans, you know, the ones that are just about to rot. And then you take a bite of that shit and you're like, holy shit, my mouth just turned into the Sahara. What's going on? <laughs> um, those people ruin pecan pie for people. Um, because 90% of the time, that is what happens when people don't like pecan pie. Like the, the flavor, come on, how can you not like what is essentially like gelatin caramel held <laughs> 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 together with pecans and a crust. Like, come on now. This is it's stupid how good pecan pie It's is. a winning recipe, Brian. Yeah, it what, is. Absolutely. What's, what's your favorite? See, I don't know, man. I used to be huge into pumpkin pie. It used to be my jam. Then it was pecan Brian's pie. Brian's family would buy him a pumpkin pie. They would. And as long as I, I had like a gallon of whipping cream to go along with it, I was fine. Oh uh, I know. I know because your aunt told me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. Honestly, the last like decade or so, I've just not been, I've been like dessert averse at uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know why. I think it's because I've been, like my family makes the same desserts every year. And yeah, but I mean, that'll like, do yeah. it for sure. Make something else. I, yeah, my family doesn't do that shit. And oh. I'm also not a good, I'm not good as, as good at baking as I am with just cooking yeah, in general. So, like, I I haven't Bacon's really. Baking's a science, right? Is what they say. Cooking is an art. Baking is a science. It's mm-hmm. Baking's hard. I mean, baking I just don't cooking. even think, I, I think if I tried, and you know, like I attempted, I would be okay, but I just have no, no desire. I'm like with Frank with the sourdough situation, like, I can just go to the store and buy a fucking like chocolate mousse. That's my shit. Like I love, I love that. I like love the shit. Out of but I mean, mousse. now, okay. I don't want to make it. Yeah, but I mean, you're really talking about entry level cooking at that point. Making chocolate <laughs> mousse is so easy. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, bro. Do you work at the Walmart bakery? Because I'll come and buy your chocolate mousse cake there. I, I'll, I, I oh, that mousse cake is different. You said chocolate mousse. Yeah, that's. I thought it was implied. I'm not eating fucking just the the filling oh. and shit. Well, you need to be eating the filling, my friend. I, yeah, <laughs> I, it's good, but you have to fucking. You can't. Oh my god, Frank, you're you're the uh, one who. I don't just, know if you've ever had Italian chocolate mousse. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, but. Frank is the Frank is the guy in the fucking hash din that's just shooting straight opium into his veins. Right oh, up, let me tell just you, cooking let it me off tell a spoon. You. Like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to mix it up anyway. I just want to go straight to the goodness. No, I mean, in that case, I'd be doing fentanyl yeah exactly that's oh, you that's you right now chocolate why am i mousse, why am i cutting this shit right now chocolate mousse by itself fentanyl. just the filling is fentanyl <laughs> but you have to mix it in a little bit with the oxy and get it to stretch a little <laughs> I mean, bit I, that's you're stretching it but i get where you're going you know I'm, what i'll say is is have you ever had the the uh so okay in america they sell condensed milk right mm-hmm. now if you walk down the Mexican slash Spanish slash Latino, depending on where you live, trying to be PC aisle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, You'll see on the right-hand side, Nestle sells next to the condensed milk, caramel. Oh yeah. Okay. And it's, it's all it is is they take that condensed milk can and they boil it for like three hours. Okay. That shit straight out the can fucks like, holy shit. It's good. Like, you uh, so as a kid, I would go into our safe, which is where our pantry was. Um, I'm not sure why, but it was there. Uh, was everybody this in knew South the code. Africa, or is this in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, no, no, right. we had a safe in the middle of our house in South Africa. Yeah, and sense. in this safe was what they branded in South Africa as Nestle treat, but it is just <laughs> boiled condensed milk, and uh. 
It's my... called uh, Dulce de Leche, which translates to milk candy. Okay, yeah, so say. we would take that and um, open the can, and Willem and I would sit there and just eat it, like 50-50 whole can. Uh, so, yeah, I, I eat chocolate most straight up, no doubt. Shit's great. Oh my yeah. god, I would I would shit my pants now if I ate yeah, that's, straight that's, chocolate. That's, 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 that's delicious. Um, sweet and condensed milk too. Have you guys ever had Vietnamese coffee? Yes, I was oh, going to say yes. sweet and condensed milk is where it's at, man. It's literally just like it's. Well, it's not, I don't even know if it's espresso because it's a drip coffee. It's like a drip. I don't know, very strong drip coffee with. Yeah, I think what they do mix. is they just they put it through a really small filter. Yeah. And they just put a shit ton of coffee, and it just. It's. I think it's like an espresso, but they just don't have the PSI behind. Frank, you remember that right. time that I made you and Mike coffee uh, before my wedding, and uh, <laughs> I didn't. I'd never made coffee before, <laughs> and I filled up the goddamn filter full With of coffee, coffee grounds. And Not then, even just. It was all over the counter. No, it was. It was clean. But the issue was, it was way too much fucking co- coffee for the amount of water that ended up coming out of it. And I thought the water started backing up. Uh, uh, no, that wasn't me. Okay, that I, wasn't you. Okay, uh, but someone did that to you in the water in a cheap like Mister Coffee machine. Oh, the water just backed up and yeah, it started spilling coffee ground water all over the place. No, see, I had a really nice coffee maker, and that was a bit of the problem because it could it could withstand that amount of coffee grounds and push it all through. But I remember you tasted it. You're like, I need milk or something. I was like, I got sugar. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strong. It, dude, it was so strong. It was, but Mike was happy. He was like, oh, "This is great!" Like uh, fucking sheep farmer that he was. The uh, sheep farmer. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. You know what? As we were talking, I did remember one of my favorite. Yes, the La Lechera, the Dolce de Leche uh, in a can. Jay is exactly yeah, that's so good. That's the stuff we're talking about. I think at least that's what it sounds like. Yeah. No, it is. That's it. Um, my, I do remember a favorite dessert of mine and this is a real throwback and mm, some people may not even fucking know what the hell I'm talking about. There used to be a restaurant called Marie calendars. You guys familiar with it? it? They, they, they also had a bunch of frozen meals, uh, in the freezer section of like Walmart and shit for a long time. Uh, but that they had an actual restaurant and they, they I had, did not know they ever had a restaurant, but I did see, it was like um, right next to the fucking uh uh fucking the frozen stuff yeah yeah. what am i thinking of the link cuisines and shit okay yeah i've seen that but i didn't know they had a restaurant yeah so the restaurant also had a pie kitchen at least the restaurant that they had the marie calendars they had okay now i fuck with those frozen pies those frozen pies are great yeah okay so next next to that chili's right yeah next to chili's by uh fucking uh the foot place the feet just for feet oh just for feet that place was a shit when i was young yeah it was awesome uh, anyway, so Marie Calendars had a, it's a pie shop. It wasn't frozen pies, Frank. They were made fresh right there. No, but I'm saying they do have frozen now. They and, do. And yeah. Like, and they're good. Yeah, they're they're good. really good because the pies they made in store were the shit. And they had a German chocolate cream pie and that motherfucker was Ooh, so boy. good. And fun fact, did you know that the German chocolate pie has nothing to do with Germany? Uh, it's not a fact. I mean, I, unless uh, it was made in Germany. No, it wasn't. It was actually made by a woman in America whose last name was German. Oh, the word her last name was German, G E R M A N. Yeah, but okay, hold on. Okay, <clears throat> the I get that's a fun fact. Yeah, but if you've ever been to Germany, met people from Germany, hmm? they're not pie people. 
Frank, you have to They're understand. They're cake people. And first off, it would be called a tort. You, okay, real quick. Step down off your fucking high, high pedestal here and come down with a common folk. I'm sorry. I grew up in central Oklahoma. The only German thing I knew was my last name, and I knew no one else with said last Marie name. Cavender. Frank, I learned last week this German pie fact. This German chocolate oh, no. fact. Come on, Brian. I was oh, like, I'm sorry. Oh, That's okay. No, because you have to think. A lot of people were like, oh. The the German oh the dark the dark chocolate oh everybody likes no that's definitely that's hundred percent what they were playing on no Deuce and Deuce and uh Black Forest cake oh yes I, d- d- nah no I'm not buying the fact that everyone on this planet knows that German chocolate did not come from a uh, German chocolate cake or pie did not come from Germany I'm not buying oh, fair it. enough fair enough <sighs> I mean I think people would even be shocked to know that a Black Forest cake is not supposed to be sweet. Oh, well, You're supposed if to you know fermented... anybody from Germany, you would know that. No, no, no. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's America. Like mm-hmm. Americans, mm-hmm. they just don't have, you know, some of these foods. And it's coming. Like, I'm telling you right now, America's food scene is the best in the world. But there are certain things that are still not right. The German chocolate cake is one of them. Everybody here makes it super sweet. It's supposed to be fermented red cherries. That's what I grew up on. Oh, you're talking about black. My mom's cake. German. Black yeah, forest it's cake. yeah, you black said, forest cake. You said you said German. No. Sorry, I said German. I I said black forest first, but it's supposed to be fermented red cherries. It's not supposed to be super sweet. Um, it's supposed to be kind of this tangy, bittersweet combo. And in America, they're just like, oh, let's put chocolate mousse in it. Let's well, add these candied you, cherries. I was gonna say that's, that's okay, but that's it's not the, it's not the true thing. That's the problem is because in America we use cordial cherries and we think mm-hmm. that is sweet cherries. Or dark cherries, and it is not. It is a super sweet, syrupy fucking amalgam of goddamn uh, Grand Marnier and cherries. (laughs) But you can think you're like, you're really fucking next leveling your German Black Forest cake and use Luxardo, and it's still wrong. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, they don't sell sour cherries aren't really sold in the u.s they are but i bet you not, can get them on amazon sour cherries you can buy them but they're like a summer treat because that's the only time okay. they're ever in season because i remember eating sour cherries uh at fourth of july and spit okay pits. that was fun but they're not they're not around during cake season man like that's yeah. what sucks but that's if if you can get tart cherries, that's what you're supposed to use in a black forest cake. So it's just one of those things. It's funny. It's funny to me because from your like, ivory tower laughing. No, no, no. Because Americans know more about other people's cuisines than other people know about most other. Like, yeah. Thanks, if you go, Alton if Brown. you go to Germany, they cook German food and they laugh at you, like for other types, right? Like they're not super open. You mean in America, everybody's gonna... open to new cuisines, and they're willing to try it. Like the fact that I brought up, oh, let's go try some Nepalese shit up in Dallas. It, that shit only works in America. Like I'm oh, not really? even kidding. It is very, very like think about if you go to Mexico, right? Best Thai we food go in there. Mexico. Go. <laughs> no, I mean we go there. You go to Dominican Republic. You go there to eat their local cuisine, right? Now, if you go to other cuisines, it is rare that that shit is good absolutely rare yeah um whereas in america you can go to some of the best examples of said cuisine in any city really like you're gonna be close go to any sushi restaurant in the u.s that's reasonably priced and clean it's gonna be pretty damn close it's not gonna be having it from the fucking shores of of san francisco or like the docks of tokyo it's not gonna be that but it, it gives you the flavor go find 
a good tie spot, it's going to be pretty close. Go find, you know, like the food scene here is crazy um, and it's, it's getting better. So I'm sure you will soon see bakeries produce true black forest cakes with tart cherries, because that was one of the things that actually came up in this season of the British Bake Off. I didn't know people didn't know that it was tart cherries. Like this lady was like, yeah, I'm using canned XYZ. And that, that Paul Hollywood dude came up and he was like, it's supposed to be tart cherries. Da, 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 da. Not, so not Paul Hollywood. Yeah. Can insult him. It Take your own. Such a porn star name. Uh, why is he... hey? That show's great though. That show is great. It's it's stuff that I would never have the patience to do. I honestly ever th- in my life. I honestly thought you were gonna say America's gonna find gonna start making the best uh, black forest cakes at at the Ethiopian restaurant. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> well, hey, you remember those those caramel balls with, tef, with tef flour? You somehow. remember those? Remember those caramel balls we had at that Indian restaurant? Tasty. I guarantee they had that. They had the dolce de leche fucking filling. That's how they did it. Because there's no way that place is oh, making homemade caramel. That's not happening. I'll never live. You guys that ever? Down. You guys ever heard like how pad Thai became a thing? I heard you mention. No, Thai no, I do remember one of the first times. Fun. Real quick, and I'll let you uh, explain. One of the first times I ever hung out with Frank, we were we went to a restaurant right off campus. It's one of those like uh, multiple restaurants in like one area type situation, and there was a Thai restaurant in there. And Frank, that was the first time I had ever heard of this. And Frank was dead set on ordering pad Thai. He's like, oh, I love pad Thai. Pad Thai is great. And I was like, I'll have the uh, fucking uh, Kung Pao chicken, and that's what I'll have because <laughs> uh, this is like my fifth time ever having Asian food. <laughs> And yeah, Frank's listen, like pad thai. I wasn't, so I wasn't good. playing Frogger every day. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but, uh, okay, cool. Anyway, I was like, oh, this pad thai guy over here. That's what I referred to Frank as for a while. Anyway, please give us the origins of pad thai, Jay. I am, I'm excited. I'll now. give you the the uh, TLDR. Give us the version. cliff notes because oh, yeah. I think this is an eight minute video. <laughs> yeah, the too long didn't read, but basically, like. <laughs> The uh, dictator of Thailand back in the day, and I don't remember how far back in the His day. His name was is, Chris. He wanted to have like a Chris. national dish that other people around the world associated with Thailand. So he literally like created a organization or committee or whatever the hell to create a, a dish, and then funded Thai people like in other. This countries video is to... sponsored by Surfshark. Sorry, I clicked Are the you... link. Yeah, you should watch it later. But yeah, essentially like paid people to or funded people to start thai restaurants and start okay thai food like it was made for that reason it's not even like a an actual dish that just naturally came about did did in some capacity did people get tortured in the making of this dish probably very likely yeah very likely okay because i was saying if not right probably the greatest things to come from a dictatorship that i've heard of um, but should should Jesus individuals Christ. have died in the making of fat die? Um, I will retract that statement. Was More just... research is necessary on this subject, <laughs> but I will say it's fucked up. <laughs> just light genocide. Bad, bad was it so good? Was it full on genocide Dude, or just it's, partial? Uh, it's top... yeah, then we dip our toes in the water. What yeah. happened? It used to be like a top five dish of mine, probably top ten now that I've eaten a lot more food, but it's still very it's highly up there. Making homemade, or homemade. I'm not talking restaurant made. Like if you make it yourself, it's so easy. It is always tasty. Um, yeah, it's 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 just great. Like okay, now in noodles, it's entry level. Like there's so many more delicious noodle 
varieties, but it's a consistent one. It is very tasty. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll if I go to a Thai restaurant, it's always it's always in the back of my mind. If if I can't find like, I don't know. Sometimes you just need the pad thai. Jay, let me ask you this because I, I I've I've wondered this one. Like I, I know we've talked about. It, I think every time you've been on, but I can't say it enough. Your food that you make looks fucking so goddamn good. The pictures that you post online are goddamn amazing. Thank you. You, I know you cook a lot. You like to cook. It seems like you like to cook. I'm assuming you're not dreading it every time you go into the kitchen. No, I love it. Uh, so let me ask you this: What's your favorite dish to cook? Like most? Fu- oh, let me ask man. you this: Most fun dish that you cook? And why is it ragu? <laughs> yeah. And why is it a fucking I actually scrapple? Just made a, <laughs> I made a bolognese this weekend. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so easy. It takes a lot of time, but it's so it's so easy. It was a beef, pork, and lamb. Did you use lamb? Yeah, beef, pork, ground lamb is difficult to find sometimes, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah. To answer your question, though, man, I don't know. That's a hard question. My favorite thing to cook. I don't know. I really like making fried rice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just because it's so quick and so good, and when done right, it's like more technique than it is anything else. Do you have a gas stove or do you, you have a, a propane burner, I have a burner, gas right? stove, but I also have a turkey fryer that I, that I uh, cook with outside and I have a carbon steel wok. Okay. As do I, Jay. My turkey fryer actually came from next door at uh, White Barn. Do you remember that, Brian? Yeah. No, I do remember the <laughs> fucking turkey fryer that was delivered to the vacant house right across the yard from our front door uh, that we literally... We gave it the college professor like turn up time. We gave it like three days. No one claimed it. Frank just walked over and was the new owner of a turkey fryer. <laughs> and then we had a, a, a fish fry with it. Uh, we did have a fish fry that I didn't go to. Uh, instead, I opted yeah. to go. I, oh, that was mainly because the year prior, I got a bacterial infection from a fish fry. And that pretty much, that was the last time that I ate freshwater fish. Which, <laughs> yeah. if you've ever had a bacterial infection you too have probably steered clear of all freshwater fish, which is why Kevin is the proud owner of like 25 pounds of striper. <laughs> when you guys were, yeah. yeah. It's like, he was like, here's your fish. I was like, you can take that right with you. Cause I'm never eating that. So, so you both like to cook a lot as well. That's a hard question. So, but I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. What's your favorite thing to cook? If I were to guess Frank's, I'm going to guess Frank's. It's either going to be uh, like Neapolitan pizza. That's what I was going to guess. Or fucking uh, paella. Because both of those, I feel like Ooh. you can rock both of those and you put a little Frank flair in both of them. You you can use fresh ingredients for both of them, like shit that you grow yourself, which I feel like those are all things that are very up Frank's alley. So if I were to guess, that's what I would say for you. The favorite is the key word because that... Like I said, mine was fried rice. It's, it's not that hard to cook, but it is so like, satisfying. The, I'm big on like effort to flavor, and mm-hmm. that is one of those recipes that like very little effort, a lot of flavor. Flavor, I should say. So yeah, I'm it's curious. It's tough, right? Like to your point, I'm not sure. I think the paella is definitely up there, um, but it is most of the work in paella is cutting stuff. Yeah. Um, getting it together, assembling it, then cooking it. That's pretty, pretty simple. Um, it's gotta be, yeah, it's probably either paella or I do like making pasta. So mm-hmm. 
specifically not like and i'll make the pasta from by hand but because the beautiful bucatini exists um the best you, pasta oh my god it's not even by close far by it's far yeah. not even close um because bucatini exists i don't do it often enough making my own pasta but um i'll say like again low effort but a ragu that's been simmering for six to eight hours is so freaking good um yeah it's probably between those two i'd say pie is probably my favorite thing to do because it's like a social activity mm. yeah and ragu it, like, just sits on the stove <laughs> well like pie sits there it's got a pretty long cook time because yeah but it's it's kind of like, like a social doing cook it, people time. are like oh what are you doing well, you know da, 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 da. i was gonna say you also have a special you have special uh equipment that's necessary. The pan yeah yeah i can see that yeah, I really like making pizza a lot too, but my wife, she's weird. She doesn't. She's not a big pizza fan. Eh. Oh, and you got that oven, damn. The uni is that what you have? Yeah, I know. Oh, I still. I, hey, don't get me wrong, Frank. I still cook a crap load of pizza. I don't care whether she likes it or not. She, <laughs> if I'm cooking, she's eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I am probably about a month away from owning one of those things. I've been mine's, sitting mine's around. All... What'd you say? I said mine's old. It's like an older model. I don't even think they make it anymore. It's actually why I bought it. It was on sale for really cheap. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to get one. I just have been dragging my feet on it. And it honestly, like, it's a no-brainer. You've got this thing. You can put it on the counter, do your pizza cooking, take it away, put it in the garage. You know, like, it's totally portable. You can take it to people's homes, you know. There's a there's a learning no curve, but it's uh, it's definitely worth it. I I love to do a tandoori like a fake tandoori chicken in Ooh. it as well. When I like make chicken tikka masala, which by the way that's another one of my favorite ones to make. Oh yeah, chicken tikka masala. The but I'll uh, I'll soak the chicken in uh, like a yogurt marinade with a bunch of Indian spices or whatever, and then I'll just blast the hell out of it in that 900 degree oven. That's you know, and that's kind of the key because I think when people make the tikka masala at home. Because you're you're not supposed to take the yogurt dredge off, so if your pan isn't hot enough, the yogurt just kind of goes everywhere instead of it burning. It's supposed to burn. Like I was going to say form this like shell of burnt yogurt. Well, a lot of people also use like jarred tikka masala like mix. Oh yeah, don't do that. Oh, or like God. the sauce. Yeah, don't. Yeah, and you Please can't. Don't. It doesn't have that doesn't have that consistency or the properties to burn it's like buying jarred tomato sauce or it's, pesto. Su- it's such a dumb thing to do Dude, okay like, so let me let me just exp- i want to i want to come clean real quick okay you've done it i We've so used done to it. i used to work at world market okay and um they <laughs> had they were one of the first places that i found tikka masala like curry sauce and i was like okay. yeah fair and so i bought it and this was like first or second year that i was that my wife and I were married. Okay. So we're living in a 500 square foot apartment, a one bedroom, one bath. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I cook. And you, you were only starting your cooking. Yes. I was very young in my cooking yeah. career here. Um, but I had read like Jay mentioned, like you got to get hot, cook quick. And I was like, oh, hot, quick. Okay. Cut the chicken up pretty small chunks, had it nice. And, and I was like, Oh, we gotta, gotta, gotta cook it quick. So I cooked it with some Jasmine rice, and uh, was it that? was rare. Yeah, 
So about 15, first off, I served it and Mrs. Brian was like, I don't want any chicken. I'm just going to have rice and some sauce, I guess. I was like, okay, weird, whatever. I'm mo- you don't even know. I slaved over this. I'm, well, I slaved over it. Probably should have slaved over a little more uh, <laughs> foreshadowing. So, Mrs. Brian, yeah, we're done thought, eating. You thought a freshwater fish bacterial <laughs> infection was fun. You know what? I will take what happened over freshwater fish bacterial infection any day of the week. Because what happened was I'm doing dishes. Okay, this is how quick this fucking came on. I was doing dishes. Mrs. Brian was in the shower. Mind you, when I said one bedroom, one bath, I ran into the bathroom and I just started screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and shit my brains out because I had eaten undercooked chicken and my body had identified the undercooked chicken very quickly and was like, excuse me, everyone out of the way. We've got to get this out of here. Oh, Jesus And I shit for like 10 minutes straight. Oh, no. Mrs. Brian was stuck in the shower because the way the bathroom situation was aligned... The shower was right next to the tub. Yeah, I was like, you just stay in there because this is going to be a second. And (laughs) I liquefied my insides uh, that night. And I just remember immediately after, I was like terrified. I'm like, I'm going to get fucking E. coli. I mean, all these... uh, It's salmonella. Sam and his friend Ella. They're going to fucking ruin my world for the next week. You know what? Went to bed fine after that. I was just like, just it literally evacuated the dance floor. Everybody was fine. Went home safe. <laughs> Brian was cool. And unlike that bacterial infection, which was literally a three week goddamn, it was torture. That was fucking horrible. Anyway, so yeah, uh, tikka masala. Do it right. Don't use the jarred shit. Yeah, that's. Funny, we've man. all been there. I mean, when I first started cooking, I used to use uh, the jarred garlic. Ooh, uh, yeah. You know what? That's- this uh, was no. like 10, 12 years ago. So unfortunately, Jay, that is the only kind of garlic that I can eat anymore. <laughs> Why? Really? I have fresh, fresh garlic is so good. It is so good, but I have a food aversion to oh, okay. garlic and salmon. Uh, I thought it was one, then I thought it was the other, and then I realized it's both separate together. Doesn't matter. I will fucking oh, wow. vomit and shit my brains out immediately wow. after consuming fresh, that like sucks. uncooked or like not completely cooked garlic. I can't do it. That's it's, wild. It's I, so I love bad. garlic. It's I got so a garlic sad. press. Those things are lifesavers. Dude, okay, so I have a garlic press. I actually don't like using it as much as I like just mincing my own garlic by like by knife and just jacking with it that way. Why is that? I don't know. I just it's some it's satisfying to fucking mince garlic oh, by hand. Yeah. I don't know. Um it is much quicker the garlic press. Do you have one of the like that looks like a pair of pliers you just bring together and it pushes yep. it? Yeah. Stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Now, there is something to be said about, like, preparing veggies, right? What do they call it? Mise en place or whatever. It's just so soothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you come home from a long day of work. You oh. start preparing dinner, and you just kind of get 10, 15 minutes to yourself just to cut all your veggies. Cut maybe slice a bit of your finger off. No big deal. Uh, I have going. actually done that. I actually bought some finger condoms for oh, that reason. the finger cots? Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought... actually saw those. Uh, you showed me them, or you were wearing one or something, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I should get those because I have cut my finger. Yeah, it's it's at way... least once or twice a year I'll cut <laughs> like a piece of my thumb off or something. It's just way easier, man, and it's also way more sanitary than mm-hmm. wrapping a bandaid and going on it because it's it's gross. It gets nasty quick. Um, but dude, y'all, were, okay? So you're talking about favorite dishes to cook. I gotta come clean. I have two favorite dishes. One super simple, and I think you probably know what it is, but just a well-grilled steak makes me very, very happy. Like getting that perfect, like 135 in, inside, letting it rest to get up 145. Like 
and I don't do charcoal, so I, I, I get that gray ring around the outside, and people are, gray ring. but it's still just satisfying because do an air brine the night before, salt brine the night before, and you get that nice, like, full they're, they're so hard to cook, though. There's a small, like, it, margin you, of error there with a the steak, man, the especially thinner, the thinner it gets. Thinner steaks, yeah, you got to be yeah. on that shit and know what oh, your so, temperatures are. So, quick are. thing about thinner steak, it's the same with pork chop, right? Yes, Tonight I had these pork chops and I wish these people would just, instead of making two into four, just give me the two. Yeah. Cause you, <laughs> I'll you take literally took rest. a pork chop and split it in half for no reason. Yeah, you butterflied a pork chop that I didn't need butterfly. Thanks. Really appreciate that. <laughs> it's a shit. It, it's, it's a, it's a, like a, uh, pasture raised, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's a farmer's market pork chop. It's like, guys, you know, this shit has to be an inch, inch and a half thick. Why are you cutting it like this? A like quarter inch? it's just, yeah, like that may be the finished product, but let me fucking do. You're the charging me by the pound. Just cut it right. Yeah, like this is ridiculous. <laughs> Who is going to grill this? This is going to be rubber by the time you eat it. Oh, that's so that'll be my feedback to them on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so a good, a good, like a well, like grilled steak makes me happy. Satisfaction wise, it's good. But I will say this: so last year, uh, my sister got my daughter uh, a uh, radish kid, a radish box subscription, and it's spelled like rad dish box. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to encourage kids, uh, to cook and like be interested in cooking. Okay. It comes with like each month you get sent like a whole, uh, a themed recipe kit, three recipes with a shopping list and everything for, for what to prepare. And each month they like focus on a different skill in the kitchen. So one that month, sounds it, what, was, uh, what age? Uh, I think it was like five and up is what the suggestion was. I got to be honest with you, a uh, five-year-old attention span is kind of tough for some of these things, uh, but it was it was fun, and it was fun for uh, my daughter, at least, to see what goes into each one of these dishes and, and taste them and give the old thumbs up. And what's cool is we found, oh, actually, I might have two favorite dishes now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. So, uh, Lomo Saltado from Argentina, Ooh. or from Peru. Holy shit, that is my favorite fucking dish to eat for sure, which is just steak and potatoes. Like when you boil it down, it's steak and potatoes. Um, but that came through that radish box and it was really fun for my daughter to like cook along with me on that one because it was pretty easy. You just got veggies, you throw the potatoes in the oven, you grill the, you know, you uh, pan fry the steaks basically and then mix everything together and the end result is just fucking amazing. But my favorite dish to make, because uh, my daughter can participate more in this one, uh, is chicken and dumplings. Ooh, yeah. Which I never had growing up, because apparently my my parents ate chicken and dumplings a lot as, uh, um, uh, like, fucking <laughs> uh, old people. They're old. Uh, <laughs> baby boomer generation apparently ate chicken and dumplings a lot, because it would go a long way and feed a lot of kids uh, at one yeah. time. So they apparently ate it a lot and they never made it for me when I was growing up. However, I fucking love, and we're talking homemade chicken and dumplings. So you're making your own dumplings and throwing them in on top of your, your drop style. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then letting everything cook together and getting your little dose of dumplings with every, with every serving. And it was just, it's fucking good. And it was one of those things that like Mrs. Brian hates chicken and dumplings until she had the chicken and dumplings that I made. And she was like, oh, these wow. are great. I was like, hell yeah. So it was like a satisfying on all in, satisfying and preparing and satisfying that other people like it so much. So I, those would but be... But chicken, chicken and dumplings is tricky because if you don't get that batter right, 
Oh, you're just making like this dense hush puppy that was boiled. Like it's not good. Oh yeah, no, and the and that's the other thing. Like the, the that's what's cool about this radish box. It simplifies everything to the like to the bare bones. Like you only need these three ingredients, make it, and then you can kind of season from there and and grow with it. No. Um, but it's fucking dope, man. It is really dope. And I'm, I, I do enjoy, like, you'll, I'm sure y'all do the same, like enjoy exploring different, uh, like cuisines. So like I was telling Frank beforehand, like we're doing, uh, my mother-in-law wants me to make roast for Thanksgiving, but the roast that she wants me to make is essentially, uh, this, <laughs> the beef that I put in my Korean shredded shredded beef tacos. <laughs> so we're making basically sh- Korean shredded beef for, nice. for awesome. Thanksgiving. But it's like, uh, I wouldn't have figured that out unless uh, Mrs. Brian hadn't challenged me to find something that was uh, anti-inflammatory friendly. So I found some shit that I could make in my Instant Pot and uh, fucking t- it's goddamn amazing. It literally, some, like, it's one of those things where you make it and you're like, this is some shit that I would find at a restaurant. And like, oh, yeah, I, I made that. Oh, hell yeah. Same way with that Lomo Saltado. That was that shit is yeah, so I don't different. know about you guys, but I get a lot of like inspiration from a lot of the YouTubers I watch and also Reddit just seems I think I think my YouTube is sixty percent food, thirty percent uh sailing. Sailing and sailing like ten- like boats? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, like I watch people sail. <laughs> How the hell did you start doing that? Was it because just... of uh, Parker? <laughs> no, yeah, one Parker's time, influence. like <laughs> at some point, <laughs> yeah, at some point, this was even before I went real life sailing. At some point, this channel called La Vagabond popped on to my YouTube, and it's this couple from Australia that sail a boat, a catamaran around the world. So I started watching that, and then I just got into the sailing YouTube world, and it's nuts. There's fucking controversy and all this shit in there. But um, <clears throat> you watch people sail. That's what you do. Um, so anyways, sailing, and then 10% is probably like the voice auditions because the wife loves to watch them. So <laughs> that's kind of my YouTube. But on the cooking side, like the barbecue maniac up in Dallas, he's great. Um, it's it's the, about the, uh, the baby back ribs guy? Or, uh, well, so he calls himself the barbecue maniac, but the dude, like, um, he tests out all the grills. He he's a he's like a competition barbecue dude. Wait, is he in Dallas? I thought he was he was down in Austin because I yeah, follow that guy too. In Dallas. Okay, yeah, the guy who owns all the fucking Weber grills on the planet, and he just cooks them in his backyard. Wait, you're talking about the baby back maniac, right? Oh my god, how many I, people are I, there I, on YouTube with the same? Is there fucking a barbecue cons? maniac too? Oh my god! Maybe it is the baby back maniac. I, I thought it was called the baby. Well, in, in any case, he he has like the the. Let's see. Maybe it is baby back. Yeah, maniac. baby back maniac. Yeah, that's okay. So that's the dude. Yeah, oh, I yeah, watch. I him. watch him too. I was just making sure there wasn't another one I was missing. Uh, that's this him. is this no, is that's not him. the that's guy him. that You're I right. follow. Sorry. You're right, and he he goes through it like it, it's the reason. Well, he's not the reason, but he's the one who convinced me. Um. I honestly, I don't want a smoker. Like I can use a Weber kettle for most all of it. Um, what I really want is a Santa Maria grill. Oh, the one and I've can wanted one and, forever. Raise and lower the fucking grill mm-hmm. height. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the most diverse thing. 
You could do 99% of grilling on it except for smoking. That's the only thing you can't do. Isn't that the Argentine Argentine <laughs> grill? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think that's where it got popularized or whatever. Uh, so this yeah. is the guy who I was talking about. His his uh, his barbecue it. Uh, his his channel is the one that I I follow for a while. Look at look at all those Jesus. Weber grills. Good lord. Yeah. I mean, I I will I, if you're going to be honest, there is nothing you can't do in a Weber decently well. well now, yeah, Weber charcoal? Uh, because I have a Weber gas converted to Yeah, no, no, I'm grill. talking about a kettle. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I have a 22-inch uh, Weber kettle. Oh, you froze, Jay. Uh, 22-inch Weber He has a 22-inch kettle. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I have a 20. That, that was weird. My computer just, like, had a... Locked up. Like a stroke or something. At a moment. Yeah, no, I was saying I had a, I have a 22-inch Weber kettle. I love it. Um, I also do have a smoker, and I really enjoy using it as well. You have a pellet yeah. smoker? Is it a wood smoker or? It's a, a well. I have I have a Weber Smoky Mountain, a twenty-two inch Weber Smoky Oh, that's, that's a great one. I yeah. have a lot of kitchen utilities or tools or whatever because I Jay's, love cooking so much. Jay's cooking utensils is equal to Brian's random fucking beer and audio and video equipment at the Central. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I started off with the uh, the Weber Smoky Mountain, the twenty-two inch. Got it from a coworker. He didn't know what he was selling me, and I tried to warn him like you're. You should take more, and he would not take more than what he was offering or selling it for. Did you really say that, or was it more I like? Swear to oh, you, you should pay more. No, this is this is Tiger King, Tiger King two all over. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I swear I told him saving like, face over here. I was like, okay, what are you He's like, I don't use it anyway. So I got that, but then I had my daughter, and uh, the, yeah, the Weber Smoky Mountain worked great, but and I didn't really have to tend to the to the fire very much, but I had to tend to it enough with the daughter that I didn't use it as much as i would have liked so and, and I, you went pellet and which one did you go with i went with pellet and but get this 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 i'll give you a quick story of how i uh stuck it to old jeff bezos um <laughs> so wait. so my work gives us what they call applause points anytime you do something good or your man yeah. your supervisor thinks you did good they give you points blah 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 I had accrued a bunch over the years, and you know we were gonna file for bankruptcy. So I thought, you know, I should probably cash these out just in case. The they... bank, uh, the the company, not you personally. Yeah, right? yeah, not okay. me. I'm not <laughs> the, the entire applause points network was just going down in flames. I just, I didn't want to risk it. I was like, I know the company's gonna probably file here in the next year. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take all these applause points and just get Amazon gift Jay's cards. Jay's parachute is a fucking Amazon points. Yeah, <laughs> parachute. It's, it's paper mache, but it'll it'll get him out the door. Yeah. Good God. Anyway, corporate parachutes, goddamn Amazon gift cards. So I, I cashed it all out for Amazon gift cards, and uh, it's quite a bit. And so I ended up getting a. It was just a cheap old Z grill, which is like a knockoff. Uh, oh God, I can't remember the name of the actual more expensive version. It's, it's the, not the uh, Traeger, is it? It's the cheaper version. No, of the... it's not cheaper. It's the. Uh, God dang it. I forget what it's called. It'll come to me later. But uh, it's a knockoff version. It, it works great, though. Anyway, so I bought it, ordered it on Amazon. Never came. Like, it never showed up for like a week or so. I was co contacting somebody every day after it was supposed to have been there. Hey, where the hell's my my smoker at? They kept just telling me, hey, you know, wait for the next day or whatever. Finally, they sent me up oh, wait, the ladder. This, this is a, is it a knockoff of the Gorilla Grills? Gorilla, that's what it is. Yes, yeah. the back of the Gorilla Grills. It literally looks like the Silverback. Yeah, it, I, I was going to say they're identical. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it works great. I have had zero issues with it. I wish Once I had a PID control. Do what? Once you got it. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a PID controller, uh, which we can 
talk about what that is in another day. It doesn't. But uh, anyways, so never showed up. Finally complained enough that they said, hey, no, I'm sorry. We're just going to give you another one. Here's a $50 gift card as an apology for losing your, your smoker. So then two days later, my other one shows up. No big deal. And then like like a month later, maybe not even a month, like three weeks later, I'm sitting at work and I get a text message from my wife. She's like, did you buy another grill or another <laughs> smoker? I'm like, no. Why? She's like, there's a smoker in our driveway, like on a pallet. <laughs> so what the hell? I was like, oh, it must be the one that they originally lost. So that is how I got uh, two smokers for the price of one. And then I sold the other one. And that's actually the money I used to buy the pizza oven. Holy and shit. Gave... Hold on. Wait one second. Okay. Jay, so, just, Jay just pyramid schemed himself. <laughs> two middle fingers in the air. And then I poured beer all over myself like some cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Jay pyramid schemed his way into kitchen utensils by a fucking smoker on Amazon. Yeah, man, I mean, that's the ultimate like... Uh... Rags to riches flip. Yeah, no, you That's yeah, great. boom, you boom flipped oh, I, it into a pizza. <laughs> I know Jeff Bezos shed a single tear when he when he heard that. Uh, he had a <laughs> he, I, I think it was a single sweat drop. Sweat that drop. Just yeah. came down. <laughs> I don't think he cries. But, but it, that, it, it went that, all the way. That's honestly the luckiest thing that's ever happened to me. Like they lost it. They don't know where it was. They sent me a new one, and then a month later, I have another one for free. Jay, that is the most Jay thing I've ever heard by you saying that the second pellet smoker that amazon sent you was the luckiest thing that's happened in your life what the fuck are you talking about are you kidding me right now your barrier to luck is solo the amazon accident of fucking up a shipment is like actually actually i can think of one thing have you ever won a scratch off yeah because that's luckier than what happened to you yeah he's not that's not a lie um okay hey so <laughs> i want to quickly tout um the the uh the uni oven that you have just in general uni pizza ovens look amazing like yeah it works right there's a small learning curve it uh obviously yeah. the hot's a lot or the hot the back's a lot hotter than the front a lot hotter yeah, i heard you really constantly have to kind of keep it keep it moving yeah and even though like it gets up to like mine's gotten up to 950 degrees if you're gonna get one Oh, were you using my Weber grill too? Huh? No, I'm just saying my Weber grill gets really fucking hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's like the Valley of the Sun when yeah, you cook on that it's thing. Times three. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're talking about tikka masala not cooking through, <laughs> but burning the outside, you can you can easily do it on that grill. Yeah, like, absolutely. sorry, you don't even have to try. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gonna get one, though, get yourself an IR thermometer. Highly I've got. Like, I've it's, got. It's a those. must. <clears throat> but uh, where was I going with that? Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, it just gets hot, really hot in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. So even though it gets up to like 950 degrees, or that's what my R thermometer is read, um, I like to cook it around 825, mm-hmm. 850. Actually, that's where it actually where the crust actually doesn't doesn't burn. Okay. So yeah, because yeah, that's there's a small learning curve, but it's that's always worth the it. trick with the pizza ovens, right? Is like the crust doesn't cook as quickly. So you need to be sure that you get the crisp without the burn, but it still cooks through. It's tricky. Can but I, I did I did hear I want to get the the your version, but the the bigger one. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I've actually released a, a few new models here in the last six months or so, I think. I think it's like the Cody XL is what it's called, maybe or something. Hmm. There's, a, there's a Coda there's a Coda sixteen. That's the one I want. Which is all, they're, strict, they're strictly gas, but I think there's also uh, <clears throat> so the one I have can flip between like wood pellets yeah. and or gas. 
So they've got the Karu, but the um I think that one's strictly pellets or wood. Okay. I, I guess the, the, the reason I'm going with the strictly gas is I don't have um so the, the conversion, everybody likes your version of the conversion, but since then the bigger ones don't seem to be doing as well with converting. Um so I don't I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out. It's uni, however, if you're looking for like a homemade pizza oven, I don't even know why people build pizza ovens on their decks anymore. No. Or like it's a total waste no, of space. No, because like under five hundred dollars you can get a badass pizza oven. Yeah, it's gonna be better than whatever you can build out there. Yeah. Like you said, they're so portable too. Yeah. So um can I and oh god. No, quick other shout out. Cause I, I'm between baby duty and whatnot, so I gotta use my time wisely. No. Um Cigar Vault Buda, um, this past week, Drew Estate had their freestyle live event where they launched a cigar that, so previous, so freestyle live, I believe, Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You probably know much more about this than I do. Um, they throw three of these a year. Um, I think it's one in the spring, one in the summer, one in the fall. Um, normally at these events, they launch new versions of their specialty brands. Yes. And um, this specific one, they launched a new cigar, a completely new range, something that they had never done on a freestyle live event. And if you're a, a brand activation person out there and you want to kind of understand how to interact with your end user how via a live up, how to do it up right is what you're saying yeah via a live kind of broadcast through social media uh you need to go watch what these folks did they were relaxed they were drunk they were having fun um it was like you were sitting around a campfire smoking a cigar with people um learning about what they did uh, the production quality was great um so it was like a no beer left behind podcast you're pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. um and that's kind of what I, so as soon as this event's over, I call Brian and I go, dude, it would be like if No Beer Left Behind launched a cigar brand. Like, that's how good this shit was, okay? Um, no, but in any case, what they launched happened to be, the reason I needed this pack is it happened to be my favorite type of smoke, right? So it's it's a, it's a Connecticut wrapper, it's filler, is Nicaraguan, Dominican, a couple other... Uh, uh, farms as well but the um the thing that makes this cigar special is it is shade grown florida tobacco yes and the tobacco has not been that specific type uh is only grown on a couple farms still in florida one of which they own uh the other one is owned is they partially own the other one they do own um, but it's not ready to harvest yet. So I think there's like a couple cycles you have to go through for the, the, the leaves to actually be quality. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but the guy was like, it's like three to seven years before you can really get good cigars. It's, out of them. it's similar to grapes and wine. Like you, okay. you can't, you can't roll tobacco to be fermented or you can't ferment tobacco to be rolled. Uh, that isn't like hardy enough and young tobacco plants are not hardy enough. So that's what they talked through, but they launched a brand, which um, I will be getting the Corona um, 
sticks of. Okay. Called 20 Acres. Oh. And this is right. The three cigars they gave you if you if you were part of the event um, are all the three various sizes. But I want to finish this off by showing Brian the most ridiculous fucking cigar I've ever gotten in a a smoke pack. Like at what point oh. is that? Bro, let me just. I, I'm not. I'm not I, sure. I, I'm, this would be an entire night. But like, hold hold it up vertical again. Hold it between. Okay, so it's probably me, it's probably a six inch cigar. I mean, it's like six. Yeah, six by sixty is what I would say. Okay, it's massive. It's big. It's definitely big, especially for you. Um, you're not a size queen yeah. like myself. No, I'm not a size queen. Uh, so let me show you this because this is what I was going to show you is something you need to find. Okay. okay. And I want to say this: don't let the color set you off. Okay. Because okay. this okay. is a this is a Connecticut broadleaf cigar. Okay. Okay. And I know sometimes they can be darker. I know that because well, I've yeah. had one that I enjoyed. So this is by Foundation Cigars. Uh, the, that's the parent company. It's called the Tabernacle. Um. This is a Connecticut Broadleaf. It's a Perfecto. It is so it's about four and a half, five inches, and it is a thick boy, but it's tapered on that both ends. Let me just tell you, this is Goliath. So this okay. is this is a uh, they they made these cigars in pairs to be paired together. They have a David and a Goliath. They're both Connecticut Broadleaf wrappers, um, but the fillers are a little bit different. David and you're supposed to smoke them together. You're supposed to smoke them back to back. I can't do that. And I told the people at the at Denton County Cigar Company, I was like, I can't do that shit. Also, this bad boy came it mm, it clocked in at about sixteen dollars, <laughs> which is way above my normal range no per doubt. stick. But the only reason I bought this is because I bought David on their on Denton County Cigar Company's uh, suggestion. They asked me what kind of Got cigars it. I like to smoke. I was like, I do like to smoke stronger cigars, but I like to smoke interesting cigars. So like, if they're if it's a you know a Connecticut leaf wrapper that goes from like uh, almond liqueur to cream to like cedar, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I just you know I like the interesting flavors. And they were like, well, Tabernacle is the shit right now. So try them out. Let me know what you think. Went right back in. I was like, yeah, fucking just barely sub $20 cigar. I'll buy another one. Thank you very much. Uh, David was probably the best cigar I smoked all year. So I'm really looking forward to smoking Goliath Saturday morning for the Chelsea match. Um, This thing is that, gnarly. That does, I mean, and that label is beautiful. Oh, dude, the label is so intense. Yeah. The David and Goliath there. I mean, it's obviously it's a it's biblical great. like depiction of David slaying Goliath. But like... I mean, you you can imagine how big a cigar wrapper is, right? Look at how much of the cigar that wrapper takes up. It's not a big cigar, but it smokes. No, but I mean, you can hour. tell by the broadness of the label too. It's a thick. It's a thick cigar. Also, I want to show you this this cigar. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can. Hold on, let me just pin your. Oh yeah, okay, okay. So that's some beautiful artwork. Uh, it's ba- it's basically a like a Grand Theft Auto ripoff of uh, uh, like artwork. One of the other like top five cigars that I've smoked this year, and this is from the Limited Cigar Association uh, that Provada does that they send to their brick and mortar stores. That's the only mm-hmm. way you can buy the LCA sticks. But each one of these are blended by you know fucking world renowned blenders and farmers. Um, but now, bl- what's that clock in at? Uh, price wise, yeah. this one was ten ninety nine. 
So they oh, also they also try to keep her in that ten, eleven dollar, twelve dollar mark. This one's the last one they did, which was Fatty Patty with onions. So it looks like uh, the hamburger from fucking McDonald's. Yeah. Um, I also have the Lady Killer from Southern Draw. Southern Draw is from Houston, I think they're out of. They may be, yeah, they they're Houston. Yep. Uh, they're out of Houston. And then Roma Craft Back is from Austin. Uh, but um, Southern Draw did one called Lady Killer. They name all their cigars after flowers. Uh, another LCA. This one was like twelve ninety nine. I think this is the most expensive one that I've picked up. Well, we're definitely going to need to hit up um, the vault here next time. I don't think you've not been there yet, right? Like, yeah, I have. I have. We went. We went one night. Um, the night that Mrs. Brian part partaken in the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. We, we need we, to head back. I, you know, I, I, but you know what? I liked Brian at the cigar vault. I liked his recommendation that he had for me, and that was that was before I got back fully into cigars. So, yeah. looking forward. And to I mean, that. I think the beauty of it is, is like, so I haven't smoked a cigar now in like at least four months, and I don't need to smoke a cigar, but I'm like, I, I can't wait to Look open it. these up. Look at it. My hands all shaky. Oh. I can't wait to open these up at one point and taste them because oh, everybody who had them like loved them. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a finger, a three finger uh, holder. Oh yeah, I didn't realize. That. I thought yeah, you were holding up a koozie at first. That's awesome. Three cigars in there. Hell yeah, I dude, I love those little holders. Those are well, so badass. Size. Those are so badass. Yeah, and it came. I mean, you, you okay? So the event was forty five bucks. Okay, killer deal and already. Just from what you told me about the experience, yeah. well spent. Yeah, the three cigars. You got this little like funny ass lanyard for no. whatever reason. Hell yeah! Um, Which, if you've ever, it was at the cigar vault. No, no. Oh, okay. I was so like, this was all virtual. <laughs> okay. Um, you got a nice. So, okay. Honestly, this is a milled cutter. <gasps> oh, that's a Cuban cutter. Those yeah. are the shit because they have a blocked backing on there, so it mm-hmm. only cuts like like an eighth of an inch deep. You're never gonna fuck up a cut on with that. Yep. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. So milled Cuban cutter. You, you also got a, a uh, lighter that my box didn't include, which nah, is fine. That happens. Um, but yeah, dude, 45 bucks in these three cigars alone, you know we're going to retail for 15 bucks a piece. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, like, probably, you're getting $50 worth of cigars on top of everything Yeah, else. and the rest is just merch, which is funny. Like, that's a good deal. Um, someone's joining us from the International Space Station. Yeah, Parker, Parker, Parker. Can you hear me, hear me, hear me with all the static, static, static? It's Peter Parker. Yep, that's right. He can't hear us. We can't hear him. Oh my! He cannot hear him. Making a lot of noise, or is that just me? No, that's Parker. No, Parker. I don't know what. Can you can you remove the magnets from your USB cable that you're uh, using right now? Because the the amount of static is only AM radio quality. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does sound like we're listening to someone on AM. Yeah. (laughs) Calling it from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, First time, long time. First time, long time. Hello. Oh, that is way worse. <laughs> you've, you've made it worse. <laughs> oh, the snowball fail me. I think it's your USB I cable. Mean, it is really, yeah, it's the cable. Or you're running it Maybe through just... your... Is, hold on. You know what? Sometimes this happens to me. Sometimes I plug my cable in through the microwave. Oh, God, no. worse. Damn it, Frank. You jinxed <laughs> it. <laughs> what did you say, Brian? Sometimes you plug it through the microwave. That's what it sounds like is happening right now. You've got it on the defrost Whoa. setting. It's terrible, Parker. This is this is not a good this is not a good time. <laughs> okay, so while Parker's figuring out his uh, audio issues, 
Jay, you're back. Do you have a new beer? Uh, I had one earlier. I don't have another one. I had a minor emergency. My daughter woke up. Ah, that'll happen. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Is that why my... you turn the lights off? Daddy's asleep. <laughs> yeah, I think my pee sounded like Niagara Falls, and I probably have really awful insulation in my house. Yeah. I don't really know. You're not supposed to use the bathroom in the other parts of the house. Were you using yeah. the toilet? Or are you just peeing yeah, on the Jay, floor? Jay, Jay, her laundry basket is not your toilet. Yeah. Golly. She freaked out asking for chocolate milk at 10.55 on a Thursday night. That's normal. That homegirl's living. Um, <laughs> she asked dad, and dad's like, yep, if that's going to make you go to bed, let's Whatever do you want, sweetie, just get back in bed and cuddle llama. Um, no, I, I, I just almost finished my beer from like the last hour it is the uh brian knows of this one i don't know if frank and parker do it's one of my favorite seasonals i think it's actually out of season a little bit now but it's uh rough tales hell jucifer no nah, it's always love in, it. it should always be in season that beer is phenomenal it's amazing it's Never it's actually it. the first beer i ever first and maybe only beer i've ever stood in line for for a release um it's uh blood orange like ipa 6.66 percent abv Obvious. which is why it's called hell jucifer yeah i was gonna say obviously that's that's the abv the 6.66 yeah. delicious 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 wish it was year round like brian said dude the first time i ever had that was when you hooked me up with it i think from the time you stood in line for it and it was mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal uh rough tail actually the only beer that i've ever stood in line for that same one? No, uh, later that year, that same year though, I uh, stood in line for Polar Eclipse, the barrel aged oh, Polar Eclipse. Is that when we had the? Uh, we had a bunch of the. Oh, what did we have? We had a really weird one that was actually pretty fruit good. Fruit cake IPA. Uh, that's and, what it was. A stupid fruit cake IPA. Well, that was the second time that I stood in line for beer. Was the fruit cake IPA in the yeah. American Solera collab? Okay, how was that? Great. It was fantastic. The fruit cake IPA. Was yeah, good. I wanted to hate it, but that was the that was the day that uh, I hooked up Jay. And myself, clearly, uh, with like a backstage pass at uh, Rough Tail with Matt oh, Dillon. Nice. Uh, it was a VIP access and a funny story about that. So, so yeah, Brian hooked it up, charmed, charmed the pants off of everybody in the uh, in the, the tap room place, and got us a, a tour. Anyways, the uh, what was what was the oh that the guy who turned into a police officer? What was his title? He was like a manager of some sort, distribution manager. I don't know. Oh, the buff guy. Oh, oh, yeah. I fucking forgot that. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he was literally just a walking pit bull uh, who used to be like, he was very proud of like, he used to be over 300 pounds. Yeah, anyways, that asshole. Um, <laughs> I, I saw him like a week later at Prairie and I was like, hey, I just met you last week. And you remember the story, Brian? Oh, uh, barely. I just know of, I, I, dude, it's been so long. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, I just met you last week at Rough Tail. Uh, I was like, you gave us a tour. He goes, oh, you're the Nambla guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's yeah. about the NB, NBLB. Yeah, he fucking. <laughs> he dropped the Nambla on us from fucking South Park. I forgot about it. That's a real thing, though. Not just from South Park. That's what's oh, fucked up real, about this. Yeah, that's what's fucked up about no. this world. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they made fun of it. I yeah, of know. course they did. Uh, it looks like we've lost Parker. Parker's back. Uh, I had to mute him earlier. I hope he can unmute himself so he can talk to us. Yeah, Parker, as you walked away, your microphone just started becoming more and more static. Are you there, Sorry Parker? Can you hear me? We can. Ooh. It's still a little staticky, but not as bad as it was. 
Man. Okay. I'm sorry about that, gentlemen. Uh, Did you buy your uh, USB cable at Wish.com or something? No. I got it at the toilet store. <laughs> at the toilet store. <laughs> um, yeah. No, maybe my uh, cable is finally failing me after five years here well do what frank did and just buy a new microphone because that seems re- like the reasonable option <laughs> <laughs> after six months of dealing with a fucked up cable he just buys a new microphone because that's normal yeah, Make sure I, it has rbg f- lights i got a flat tire so i bought a whole new car exactly <laughs> yeah no joke <laughs> how are you there, buddy it's been a while there he is on cue with his, thank you with his red microphone how are you uh, decent if i can get this fucking chair mat to not Grab the wheels of my chair. This is fucked up. Ooh, the, the original BCS. Black Chocolate Stout from Brooklyn. Let me tell you, if you can find this, buy it. It's oh, so freaking good. Great. I Honestly, I'm a little concerned. I think you that might have that might be last year's BCS. You sure? Did you get Parkered? No, because sometimes uh, they, like those beers, I mean, I'm sure it tastes great, but um, I'm pretty sure they do like a, Post Thanksgiving release of that beer, could be wrong, uh, but it's mm. it's delicious. I do know that. Uh, I, used Ryan, to... I, I saw some Coop Alpha Hive still on the in a in a freezer door the other day, and I was like, Mm-mm, "Fool me <laughs> once, shame on me." Does that say yeah. edition twenty twenty one, Frank? It says winter twenty twenty one. Okay, good deal. Nice. So a hundred percent. If you can find this, they go quick. Yeah. I, I was gonna um, say, if you can find it, it is it, it, like if you're a big fan of Founders Stouts and you don't want to be supporting racists, I'll bleep that. Bam! Out, right? Here's your beer. Um, it's so good. It is so freaking good. I'll leave my last name that you blurted out earlier in the episode. I'll leave that, but I'll bleep out Founders because that's what kind of <laughs> that's the kind of guy I am. That'll um, reach the cuttering room floor. <laughs> who's it by, Frank? Uh, Brooklyn. And most people know Brooklyn Brewery for their ales, um, not their stouts. They don't make a ton of stouts. Well, stout is an ale, but I'll go Where'd you buy that? that? That's the, it's the fucking convenience store down the street, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know how these guys get this shit. Like, this stuff isn't even in HEB. Mm. And he somehow gets a okay. hold of. Real quick. Don't forget that HEB is still a uh, is a statewide chain, so if they can't get yeah. it in all across the state for a majority of like for they regional breweries like it, that, yeah. they don't buy it. Um, so. I mean, I guess what I'm more saying is is like it is really weird or odd to have this amount of curated selection <clears throat> in a beer cave because ninety percent of the beer caves I enter in this state is Bud Miller Coors. 60% of it is Bud Miller Coors. Yeah, that's disappointing. And then you've got this little shelf. This dude has an entire middle section devoted to craft plus a wall. Yep. All cold, all phenomenal. Like well, really well curated. It's like uh, Lone Star Beverage here in, in Carrollton is that way. And I honestly, I credit the whip in down in Austin, the OG whip in. Mm-hmm. For like that being the model on how to be successful craft beer honey hole in the state of Texas, because all of them do the exact same. The best ones do just that. They have a beer cave dedicated to craft, and then they stock their their uh, they call it like op- open doors or uh, col- uh, cooler doors with Bud Miller Coors, because all mm-hmm. of them sell. But when you display 
the amount of craft that you do. You don't even have to have a whole lot of fucking inventory on some of these things. You just display them in a way that makes it seem more grand and more like hype because you buy a case of a beer like BCS, like uh, Brooklyn Chocolate Stout, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I got to get this now. You only have three of them left on the shelf. Meanwhile, they've only sold one six-pack. You fucking pick it up and you feel like you're really doing something for twelve ninety nine a six-pack. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they only got two of these. Yeah, no, and, and um, it, it and may be like maybe availability, but also you don't have to if that's no, what you're selling. But like, they they're good at that. Like yeah. that that dogfish head sampler pack that I told you about. That like they probably have two cases of since. It. Yeah, they had one yeah. when I went and I bought it, and I was like, okay, this is super unique. I've never seen sixty ninety. Plus two other dogfish has had products in a single pack. Um, just yeah, I mean, was it a twelve pack? Yeah, it was a twelve, yeah, pack, 12 yeah, pack. Yeah, but it had there. three of each, six of the so four different styles. Yeah, and yes. six six of them were the the ninety and sixty minute. Did you see that quick math there, Jay? Is impressive. impressive. I like very I, good. That's the kind of math that you need from an explosives expert who puts out fires. For yeah, them. were you in math league? Hey, I, I was am a mathlete. Yeah. I, were you a mathlete in Oklahoma, Parker? No. I knew I walked myself into a fucking nerd moment. Mm. I I was a mathlete <laughs> in seventh grade in Oklahoma. Yeah. Fuck. Brian's about to do like this secret little handshake. I, I was like, well, because I had to compete against people from Tulsa back when I was in seventh grade. And I was like, oh, shit, Parker might have been there. Uh, dude, mm, I wish I could share no, with you on that level. But no, no, I was really fucking good at math. I, I, I was never in a club, though. Uh, unfortunately, I probably would have been. Well, Kevin and I, uh, who also has been on this cast, Kevin and I made up 50% of the Purcell Math Club uh, who went to compete at a state competition in which we got, I don't say this lightly, the living shit beat out of us by just about every other school in the fucking state. So it was great. It was great. I think Kevin finished in the top like 200, and I was like, I'm proud of my friend. That is great. He's like, what did you finish? He's like, I'm proud of you. (laughs) I'm so... Proud that's of you. That's a great job. <laughs> proud of him, and then he fleeced us tonight. Yeah, he, he did. Proud. Oh, oh, I have to fucking work. I bet you guys were yeah. pulling some serious ass after the uh, uh, after the conference. I was beating off women left and right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I miss. I misspoke. Those I was are, beating off women. Those I was beating off with my left and right. <laughs> hey, Brian was. I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, Brian was Mr. PHS. I was. Oh my word. Did y'all know that about me in BLB cast? I mean, this is the qualification. You made it to the buffet and back. So like when the uh, senior prom queen. You you successfully froggered across the street and back multiple times. Oh, the Chinese (laughs) buffet. Last person standing. I mean, you're not fully wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I just didn't go to the Chinese buffet. That's how I won. (laughs) Because remember... Pad Thai. That was only the fifth time I'd ever had Asian food. So yeah, yeah. that's true. I, 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 yeah, yeah I obviously, that. what a dumb joke. Yeah, <laughs> how insensitive. Before the setup. Uh, Brian. <laughs> yes. Please walk the great listeners of No Beer Left Behind through what a mathlete competition looks like. <clears throat> Hold on, ever, just one what, second. Is there's... does someone have? I'm getting that echo too. Yeah, I think someone has their. Out, I think it's you, Brian. Sound might be coming through the microphone. I'm turning my headphones down. Maybe that'll help. 
Okay. I don't know if that's going to help or not. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I got a notification that I was getting an echo as well, but the recording is straight. Okay, as long as the recording's good, cool. Yeah, no, the recording's good. Uh, So, yeah, uh, mathlete competition, Parker. Picture this. The Sahara Desert. That's it. Uh, It's just the driest place you'll ever fucking find. Uh, There's nary uh, genital wet. Uh, There's... uh, the, uh, conversations I mean, Brian, are super Brian dry. Brian claimed to be beating off women right. left and right. Yeah, no, um, it was they weren't women, but they weren't beating women. off could have been happening. women. Hey, meet the women. I'm holding up my hands to the camera. Um, I plead the fifth. I plead the. Twice. I plead the tenth. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a really boring ass competition that's held at a fucking community college of all places. And at the time, I was like, "Ooh, community college, exotic." And then. Um, just a classroom. It's it's a bunch of classrooms uh, with a big auditorium situation in the middle where they announce results, and we got to watch all these fucking nerds walk up and collect <laughs> their prizes in all these different areas of math focuses. Because apparently, uh, when you're in seventh grade and you're in pre-algebra, and you're like, I'm the fucking one of the smartest people at this school, and you walk into a community college in Oklahoma City with people from all over the state who are also seventh graders, the smartest in their class, you're like... Well, what the fuck exactly is geometry? Because I've never even, I don't understand what the fuck that is. You're finding out angles? That seems sweet. I wish I could find out angles one day. That'd be great. <laughs> Writing proofs in fucking seventh grade. Oh, they had sign, cosine, co- tangent shit figured out by the time oh, they grew pubes. And I was not there. Matter of fact, I was like clearly some of us are going to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, some of y'all are going to Harvard yeah, because there's uh, a curve here and I'm on it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm weighing it down. I don't know. I'm on the left side of that curve. This is really unfortunate. Yeah. You guys are talking about a bell curve. I'm just talking curve curve in general. I can hit a curveball. We talking curveballs. I can smash one. So are you pitted against like one-on-one or is it a team effort? Uh, So it is, okay. So there is a team competition like element, okay? So basically you sit down and you take an like an ACT style math exam at the beginning of the day. I mean, we just got shit that you're never going to fucking figure out on there to like basic, basic like math problems. Covers the whole game. Qualifying around. Essentially, yeah. They don't tell you that, but essentially, yeah. So your boy spent a majority of the day just watching results come in. Because <laughs> um, I think I made it through, like, there's like two rounds of exams, and I think the second round is a attaboy exam round. Uh, just thanks for showing up. I really appreciate your efforts here. Uh, so they they tally your team totals, and obviously this the ki- the teams with the smarter kids who have you know, go into the deeper rounds where they do go into, like, you know, one of 40 testing together. There's no, like, you know, fucking buzzer speed math rounds. They didn't do that. Uh, so the movies are lying. The movie, well, at least the one that happened to Oklahoma City Community College, that didn't happen that way. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, then uh, then they, they uh, narrow it down. They do have, like, a top qualifier. I don't know what the fuck those kids did because none of us in my school were smart enough to get to those rounds. Uh, but they, like, walk through the top 25 people out of the like 400 that were there participating and they fucking get their awards and fucking hand jobs on stage or whatever and then they announced the team winners and majority of the teams that won were the fucking kids that were up there already on stage so it was kind of a bullshit like sh- like stroke fest dry tug fest so uh, was that your one and only competition 
Mathlete competition, yes. Uh, I did compete in uh, like quiz bowl style, um, like quick buzzer shit. Actually, nice. also participated with with Kevin. Uh, we were actually quite good at that shit. Uh, way better than playing fucking trivia games with Frank, whose strategy is hit it, hit it, hit it. Okay, now that we've buzzed in, let's figure out what the actual answer is to this fucking question <laughs> instead of having the answer before you buzz in. No, that's not okay. So, because there's no penalty to getting a wrong answer, there is in Quiz Bowl and Jeopardy. Okay, in Quiz Bowl, there is, but I'm talking about <clears throat> in general trivia. Yeah, and Applebee's trivia night. Yeah, uh, Applebee's trivia you night. You buzz it. You yeah. buzz it. And then you're like, okay, guys, we got 20 seconds. Let me let me tell you where this strategy came Perfect from and strategy. how I can. I, how I can quickly recall it about this time of year, Thanksgiving, playing Jeopardy on Wii with my fucking family. And we lost. Won. We lost two though, because <laughs> Frank's strategy it only works when we don't get penalized for wrong answers. Jeopardy, you get penalized for wrong answers. So but then I think, you hit those home runs. I think the God, first round, good. the first round, we were negative uh, fifteen hundred in the hole when fucking Final Jeopardy came around. So we obviously lost by default soothed it out after the first round and every time frank would go hit it hit it hit it my uncle ron would yell back do you know the goddamn answer <laughs> and he's like no i'm not bringing it in then and we'd have a whole fucking debate well we... is this the same uh uncle ron that had the tom jones story yes yes okay. yeah, it is. i'm just gonna tell you frank's lore is still spoken about at thanksgiving oh, dude they <laughs> want you to come to thanksgiving more than they want me to come to thanksgiving <laughs> My family didn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Oh man, yeah, good times. Yeah, everybody, everything was fun in games until Frank and Mrs. Brian were upstairs screaming goddamn Disney songs at the top of their lungs at one o'clock in the morning, and the entire house was pissed at them for keeping everyone awake. Well, listen, Frank was singing the actual versions to the Lion King's Ah Sawenya song, and he was explaining the lyrics as the song was going on. It was a fucking nightmare. Not to uh, be confused well, with the Tiger King, Lion King episode. Thanks for bringing no, it back. Thank not you to be confused. All right, Parker, do you have yeah. grinds my gears before we? Uh, oh, what the fuck are you drinking? Are you joint? drinking an, an eight-month-old Alpha King, or what are you? What are you consuming this evening? Uh, look like Yingling. Oh, I called it. And Jay gets the points on that round. Uh, yeah. Where are you? Where did you get that from? Oh, I, who knows? I've got a little bootleg myself uh was it from arkansas uh yeah yeah okay well i mean it's one of two places (laughs) i uh well i went camping last weekend and a buddy from arkansas came over with his camper and had some you guys had a little gangbang yeah you you touch tongues get it (laughs) (laughs) oh there you go yeah parker we ask him bros i think that's how that works yeah that's not it. That's yeah. not. No. Um, yeah. uh, oh boy. <laughs> All we need is Kevin on here, and then it'll just be a full-on three-way. Uh, yeah, there's a circle jerk is what that becomes then. Everybody's just slow-tugging each yeah. other, the person to their right. There you go, Jay. Tap. <laughs> Tap the... Oh, go. God. Why yep, is Jay's hand so shaky? What the fuck is wrong with you? Best friends. <laughs> Jay's um, well, hey, Frank, your microphone... Uh, always reminds me of like an infrared heater on a bougie restaurant <laughs> mm-hmm. like outdoor yep. patio. He's like, yeah. yep, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is quite warm, but that's mm-hmm. just me. 
Oh. I always think of um, it as like a red rocket, red rocket, and he's like touching it and trying to get it to mute. Uh, I'm going to move this out of the screen. Yeah, no, Dude, it's good. I, yeah. Aim I it. saw a chimpanzee's red rocket last weekend. And you weren't even at the zoo. No. <laughs> he had to pay for that. Yeah. No, he also, Troy tried to get some shit That's out cool. of his fucking front window. Come again? Um, what? Oh, you guys didn't follow the text thread. Well, Troy did. Troy laughed at it. Uh, Parker sent through pictures of a what I think was a llama trying to get uh-huh. stuck its oh head God through the window. Yeah, no, actually, I think yeah. that was me. You and I called said, me the I llama. Said, wow, I didn't know you invited Brian along. Yeah. And oh, then, dude. And then he and took then, a picture of a rhino. A hippo. Said, was fat ass. A hippo. A hippo. And I said, God damn it. Troy was there too. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Why weren't we invited? That thing in front of us did the shit tailspin slash piss. It oh, was. Oh my God. It's kind of scarred me. Like, I mean, it was just flinging shit and piss. It was it was terrible. Yeah, you uh, even said Brian's ha. Presenting. Ha, yeah, yes, and Troy shit everywhere, tail spinning and everything. That's fucking disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. It was yeah, I used to date that llama right there. Um okay, I want to send you guys something real quick here. I am uh I'm I'm searching yesterday for <laughs> um how to reset this lock on my uh, office door. And I've got a, a do-it-yourself video pulled up. Uh, I just want you guys to see if you can pick out the video selection that somehow some hey, algorithm just, chose just for while, me. While you're doing DIY, um, someone yesterday, multiple times, multiple times, instead of saying DIY, said DYI. And I... Like it's like nails on a chalkboard. It was in a in a public forum, big meeting, so I can't I can't pipe up, you know. Like I'm not gonna undress this person D-Y-I. in front of a crowd, but DYI, like do yourself it, <clears throat> bro. Do I had someone in. I had someone pluralize a company name while on a call with the company, and I just mm. I I'm gonna say the name of it because it was horrible. That the company we were talking to was fucking Constellation Brands. You might know them from fucking Corona and Modelo. And she was like, yeah, so we're going to do this Constellations Brands issue. I was like, what the fuck? You sound like a 90-year-old woman calling it the Facebook. What the fuck is happening Honestly, like, honestly, DYI Constellations, like, people, chill. My chest hurt. (laughs) Make sure you know what you're talking about. DYI, literally, multiple times. I couldn't take it. I muted. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Parker, show us show us the algorithm. Fuck up. Oh, I sent it in the uh, thread. Oh, sorry, sorry I, I didn't. I, yeah, can you can you choose which oh, okay. one doesn't so, belong? Yeah, so he's got how to install your Slage keypad, how to program it, how to program it, how to deadbolt solve a deadbolt um, issue. I think and I know which one George it is. George Michael careless whisper is on, um, on Parker, the- I'm concerned that you've watched the entire video because that little <laughs> red line at video. the bottom. Great video. Red line at the bottom I says you've seen it before. Is that what is that really what Yes, that that's exactly what that means. Which yeah. honestly yeah, that's funny. I, I 100% have. Reasons. I know you have and I bet I know the reason that you have because someone walked in your office and you were trying to get them the fuck out of there and you were like, "Here, I'm just going to go ahead and play this and boom." Possibly. But I guess Google knows me well because I was kind of like 
tired of fucking learning how to reset my lock and you uh, bet your sweet ass i listened to careless whisper yesterday. you're like i will take that recommendation <laughs> i was like i'm here for it i'm gonna yeah, take a lock right. <laughs> we're gonna take a lock break here i you yeah, know what whisper. parker you bring up a good point because uh google like also knows my moods uh mm-hmm. and can tell by my youtube searches that every now and then i need to hear nelly Furtado's i'm like a bird because they're like you obviously know. you're in a mood and you really need to cool off because you've been searching Fucking quit job. You can tell rage by the quit. ferocity of your keyboard typing. Yeah. Rage quit. You've searched old people falling down about a dozen times. Maybe you, you imagine, just take a break. Could you imagine if, if if Google was listening to Willem's mechanical keyboard striking? Frank, it would just be like meditation music. Frank, what are, what are we what are we doing here? I mean, you're talking. That's no. great. That's yeah, great. No, no. It would be no, suggesting keyboard Morse code like do-it-yourself videos. Hold on. You're you slamming go. doors against your fucking computer's Villem's mechanical keyboard. Is that better? Is that coming across better? It's still not the same. Oh well, it's gosh. because I have the I have the brown keys. Villem has yeah. Villem has the reds and blues and shit. No, and I Villem fucked goes, up my microphone. God damn it. It's a lot, yeah, it sounds like uh the typewriters from the Looney Tunes. I I I compare it to <laughs> I compare it to like a fucking M60 machine gun. It's a lot. Hey, Brian, can I ask you a question before we close here? Okay. Um, okay, so these little baby girls right here. Um, this is my second. Yeah. This is my second or third one that I've had. Um, okay. Ever. Oh, uh, yeah, only. Yeah. Time's about 300. Right. Um, <laughs> Talk about tonight. Yep, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Why I and from a marketing standpoint and like you used to stock these doors yep. that we talked about earlier, like why will they never put a twelve pack of those in the door? Bro, we have twelve packs down of that down here. <laughs> really? Oh well maybe it's just I, it backward be, ass Oklahoma, but I can if I find a cold twelve pack, I'll be happy as shit. So yeah, uh what you're running into there is you have stores that care uh, about the profitability of their shelf space because that's I mean it's just like uh seats in a restaurant. Like you want to make sure that you get the most out of each seat in the restaurant. Um shelf space in convenience stores especially is premium. You're going to make way more money off the 3 12 packs of Modelo that you can fit in the in the window than you can off of the 3 12 packs of Coupe F5. Um perhaps because you're going to sell four times as many of those Modelo 12 packs at 14.99 than you will of the Coupe F5 12 packs at 18.99. Even though it's a $4 difference, people are coming in and buying those Modelo way more often than they are buying those F5 12 packs. And, and I totally understand that logic, but for an a Coupe F5 consumer um, that's coming in to buy them anyway they're probably going to be totally fine with just going ahead and bumping up and getting a 12 pack. And I would argue Ixnay the six pack out because the width of a 12 pack is probably pretty damn close to the width of a six pack sitting. Yeah. You know, long wise. The issue is the number of people who won, uh, F five drinkers are far outnumbered by Modelo drinkers. Like, 12 to 1 probably. Sure. And also the people who are willing to spend more than 10.99 on a six pack of beer or on on any pack of beer in a convenience store, very very little already. Um you do make a great point because the people who like and that's how a place like Onion Creek 
uh, where Frank was talking about earlier, that's how they build their customer base because they target and accommodate those customers. Now, what you can do at your local store, especially if they're a little more flexible, they're not like a quick trip or a Conoco shit like that. Like if they're an independent, independent convenience store or a, like a, a beer and wine store, um, that has cold storage available. If you tell them like, Hey man, if you buy this package of this product, I will buy it, you know, every other week or every week, mm-hmm. then they will, they'll stock it, they'll supply it. And then you can start to grow their business for them. It sounds really shitty, but at the same time you also benefit because you're buying basically 30% off beer. Beer yep. that you're already going to buy from them. So just mm-hmm. like buy it in a package. Yeah, and they're happy inside. to sell it to you. Like, that's what I do at the Cigar Vault. Like, I tell them, hey, I'll buy, if, if you order me a. Your Padrone Damasos, I guarantee they don't go through more than a box uh, a quarter. But yeah. you buy a box, like, they're going to buy two boxes just and to make sell sure that you already a discount. Have it. Yeah. They're like, hey, yeah, it's pay cool. us five bucks more than wholesale. Well, <laughs> so, I, I've. Sorry. No worries. I've got a. Uh, uh, so moved offices recently. There's a liquor store nearby that I've been frequenting. It's very convenient. Um, and he, he has already started like, he's like, you know, he knows me yeah. and, um, has already been like, yeah, I've, uh, upped my purchasing of the Koopa five on account of <laughs> you moving into town. And I'm like, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I like it either way. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, at least you yeah. know that you've got a, a fucking, uh, like he, a retailer who cares about it. He's customers. looking out like, yeah, yeah. he's not going to let that little spot in the freezer box go empty. Um, that's better than most on, man. You'd be yeah. surprised how many people will, will poo poo the person who comes in and wants to buy from them just because like what they have available is what they focus on, you know? Uh, so that's why I say like, and, and that's to the rest of our listeners as well. If there is a product that you will consistently buy, be very upfront and honest with the people you're buying from, because if they're a good reputable place, they'll try their best to accommodate you because your business yeah. is worth it. Cause they know mm-hmm. that when you come in and buy, you know, coop F five, 12 packs every week or every other week, that you may also pick up a handle of Bacardi or fucking mm-hmm. or you know Jack Daniels, whatever it is, it's gonna benefit them for you stepping in into their door every day or sure. every week. So I didn't right, mean to so, give you a drinking um, problem, Parker, by saying that you're stepping into the liquor store every day. <laughs> no, not every day, but I'm definitely buying a twelve pack a week. Oh yeah, yeah. Well then, hell yeah. I've got I've got one quick story. Okay, um, just because it's funny as hell and it just popped up. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's 18 hours old, so it's still today. Um, so you know how there's that Simpson episode where Homer gets banned from the all you can eat buffet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so it, I know it's happened, but I don't think it's happened quite to the, the extent that this Chinese dude happened to get banned from an all you can eat buffet. Okay. So there's a guy in China. He liked to frequent this all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, and this dude would sit down and eat one and a half kilos, that is damn near four pounds, God of pork trotters, which are pork feet, right? Um, that was his first visit. Second visit, he came back and ate three and a half to four kilograms of shrimp. Okay, real quick. My pants actually shit themselves after hearing this story. I okay. I, I, 
<laughs> at three and a half to four kilos, that's nine to ten pounds <laughs> of shrimp. That's too much shellfish. I don't care if you're not allergic to shellfish. You're now so, allergic to shellfish. <laughs> so this dude, like, so he's like, it's all you can eat. I can eat a lot. Is that a problem? So the owner of the restaurant <laughs> was interviewed and he goes, every time he comes here, I lose a few hundred won. Oh, my even when, God. Even when he... Even when he drinks soy milk, he can drink twenty or thirty bottles. <laughs> Is he a professional eater? Like, I don't God. know. But he goes when he eats the pork trotters, he consumes the whole tray of them. And for prawns, usually people use tongs to pick them up. He uses a tray to take them all. <laughs> okay, hold on. Not only does this guy eat a shit that he has zero, zero. Uh, 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 what do you call that? Uh, decorum at a buffet. Like he's Man. just like, oh, they brought out more. I'm sorry. I'll probably start paying him not to come there. No shit. Absolutely. Like, like less than they're out. Like them. White Barn did with uh, us when they found out that we were fucking taking quarter draft pours of Boulevard wheat instead of <laughs> instead of domestic premiums in yeah. those plastic little shit. Yeah, do you guys remember when cups? when Marshall Don't you goddamn what? dare. No. How dare you, Frank? I knew you were going to say I fucking regret okay. bringing up Marshall hey, Dillon's. So, no, but in all seriousness, right? The story ends with last year the Chinese government started cracking down on eating influencers and such videos have been banned altogether in the country. Um, it came after President Xi Jinping called on people to fight against food waste amid rising concerns over food shortages. Uh, okay. What would they I'm do not to sure the you LA? You could be a first world country and then have food shortages be mentioned in the same fucking thing as a all you can eat buffet. Um, what would they say about the LA Beast? Do you ever watch those videos? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Oh, hey, when you YouTube the uh, Pad Thai uh, history of video, just I, type I, in I, the I'm LA good. Beast, and he does, he's like one of those, uh, comp- he's a competitive eater, but okay. he does wild shit, like pounds of food at a time, or gallons of milk at a time, and it's a whole problem. Dude, so this dude mm. goes in and eats 10 pounds, 5 pounds of whatever he's eating, and then drinks that much milk soy milk nonetheless i good i mean i I always wondered uh, i always wondered that if there were if buffets were actually a big thing in china or if that was just like an um, american bastardized version you know like the chinese buffet like we well well, it's a chinese buffet could you imagine a chinese american buffet where there's just cheeseburgers coming around on a fucking conveyor belt (laughs) could you imagine that That'd be great. Just a bunch of skinny Chinese people just mowing through. Pounding fries. Like, can't bring out enough fries. And meanwhile, their counterparts in America, you cannot bring out enough Kung Pao chicken. No. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Hey, is it going to make me shit my brains out? I'm on. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. So I think I, you know, they have the 600 pound life life? shows. Okay. I am convinced the gateway drug to the 600 pound life. Are crab rangoons? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have never, the... I have never watched that show. <laughs> and mind you, I I don't watch it often, but I've never watched it without them going. <laughs> Give me a dozen crab rangoons. Crab rangoons ever. 
ever. Like it's Frank, always. I want to. I want to turn you on to a TikTok uh, <laughs> profile where it's a it's a comedian who uh, tries to promote his upcoming shows in the duration of time where someone is developing a crock pot recipe. Uh, so from the time they show all the ingredients, he covers his eyes and he's like, okay, I got shows at the Brea improv. And he talks until they drop an entire brick of cream cheese into the crock pot recipe. At which point he just turns off his fucking TikTok, which <laughs> he's never made it more than 10 seconds into a goddamn TikTok before someone drops beautiful. an entire block of cream cheese, which <laughs> essentially is what beautiful. makes crab rangoon with artificial crab edible. It's just the, obscene amount of fucking cream cheese that's jammed into fried dough. <laughs> mm. What's what's ridiculous about it is it's not good. It's like no. It's, it's never been good. So whenever I see that show and they're like, yeah, Betty eats about 20 fra- fried crab rangoons as an appetizer at the fucking For buffet. breakfast. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> Betty, I'm not sure, <laughs> not sure what's going on in your life, but um, you could just eat a block of Philadelphia cream cheese, cream cheese maybe oh. toss some chives on it cheese. for flavor, but that's all you're eating. <laughs> I'm going to develop a dip chip. it in olive oil, put some chives on it. That's what you're eating. Guys, let's develop an MBLB generic version of Philadelphia, and we're going to call it Tream Keys. <laughs> Tream Keys. God damn it. <laughs> all right, y'all. Yeah. It, is, it is at the, the it's fucking time to go. two and a half hour mark. I appreciate y'all hopping on with us. Jay looks like he's about to pass out at this point. I think he did. He I, pulled a Troy. <laughs> Bro, I go to bed at 8.30 usually. Holy fuck. Yeah, welcome. Damn. Welcome to the midnight hour um, where Brian is usually starting his game of Horizon 5, which you can find me, mm. um, username... The Brian Man OSU over on Horizon Five on Xbox. Yeah, but he, he blocks his online status. I so do. You'll never know so you'll never know. There. But the point do is, do you have a Twitch? No, I don't have a fucking Twitch. Um, I have the ability to cast on Twitch. I have a Twitch, and I don't. Uh, oh, you know what? No Real Left Behind has a Twitch at No Real Left Cast. So tech savvy and shit. I don't we know do. What you're talking yeah, about. yeah. We. Yes, we do. You um, took speaking a, Chinese buffet right now. You took a camper to Arkansas. Are you kidding me right no, now? No, Arkansas adjacent. The di- uh, guy from Arkansas came to Oklahoma. Touche. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, because, yeah, because the campgrounds are a lot more bi-friendly over here in Oklahoma <laughs> than they are in Arkansas. Yeah. What did I say? No. I meant no, I meant camper. I meant camper friendly. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a typo right. speaking. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, like, obviously, you're checking us out here. Fuck me. Uh, you can check us out over on our social media pages at No Beer yep. Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, like I said, uh, be sure to, uh, you know, send the Bryman OSU a free gift over Don't on Horizon that. 5. Maybe Don't he'll gift it back. Build those kudos, bruh. We got to fucking exploit the game as much as we can for uh, Forza fixes it. So, uh, for Brian, until next time. In North Texas, I am out. It's Yoda speak Ooh. for my normal closing. Jesus fucking Christ. Bye, y'all. I uh, now know that you said build those kudos, but at the time it sounded like you said dildos kudos. <laughs> that too. Okay, right. Six one way, half a dozen other, bro. However you want to fucking, whatever gets you to sleep at night. You say dildo, I say potato, you know. Uh, well, speaking of Arkansas, you bring up a, uh, oh, son of a bitch. Am I still online? Yeah, you are. We can hear you. Okay. Well, it's saying you lost your network connection trying to reconnect. So that's <laughs> well, you better hurry up yeah, because you better hurry. Right. not be online Anyhow, in a second. Arkansas, squeal like a pig. Uh, if you guys have never seen Deliverance, it's a great, wholesome family movie. Play it at your next family movie night. 
Bedford Parker in Arkansas adjacent. I'm out. All right, guys, don't forget that we have a No Beer Left Behind uh, t-shirt website. Yeah. Oh, look at the yeah. plug. Teespring? Yeah, that thing. I actually just purchased two shirts, one of which is a premium t-shirt in Heather Gray. So Damn. you guys should do the same. This is Jay in uh, Oklahoma City. You guys have a good rest of your whatever. <laughs> Whenever you listen to this, Frank, Austin, I'm out. Beer.